is this? Oh, that's a burnout. Three, four, five. Oh, that's a lot of white smoke. Now pulling away. <laughs> oh, wow. What was that? <laughs> L5P. Yeah, Duramax. <laughs> that was the uh, the 2020 uh, Chevy Heavy Duty at Pickup Truck of the Year where I had a chance to roast the tires on Every uh, every vehicle we had in there, I've got some more clips for you later, but um, it was pretty cool. Wait, uh, I have more here. You're saying I can't play these now? Not yet, not yet. We'll oh, save really? for the pickup truck stuff later, pickup truck of the year stuff. And it's funny because um, we can't play the Ford stuff. Oh, boo, really? I know. We'll explain that later. Boo. That's right. Well, you know it's not boo. Uh, what? We have an awesome show lined up for you today. Are you talking about uh, the fact that we have the chief engineer for the Super Duty? Yeah, I don't even know how we got him, but uh, yeah, Mike Pruitt, chief engineer from Ford Super Duty, is coming on to talk about the new truck. We need to hurry because whoever is in PR that lined this up, yeah. they're going to come to their senses and then pull no, no. the plug. She likes really? us. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. All right. So anyway, so we've got uh, we've got the uh, Super Duty engineer. We've mm-hmm. got uh, some recaps from- uh, Wait a minute. So we can talk about- Wait, wait, stop. We can yeah. talk about the Tremor? Yeah. The 7.3 with the 10 speed? Yeah. We can talk about the new uh, 6.7 Super Duty? Yeah. Okay. Let's just hurry. All right, all right, get, all right. Get to whatever you got to get right, to. Yeah, we're going to talk to our friend uh, Brandon Roussel, also known as Bama. Bama. All right, he's got a truck show coming up. Uh, Wait, course, he's got a truck show? What are you talking about? Well, he's got to be with us? Yeah, ex- absolutely. No, he's got a, a weekend truck show coming up early next year. Oh, an event, a live yes. event. So he's going to talk to uh, talk to us about that. We've got uh, the recap from Truck Trends Pickup Truck of the Year. More burnouts? We've got a ton of five- More burnouts? Oh, yeah. A okay. lot of more burnouts. We've got a ton of five-star hotline. We haven't gotten to five-star hotline in a few oh episodes. God, it's been like- Almost four episodes. Has it been that long? 657-205-6105. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Hotline. We're going to get to it. Yep. And uh, we've got some uh, awesome inbox from you guys because you are wait, wait, wait. prolific emailers. Is that is that like we've got some inbox? We've got some inbox. <laughs> we have got inbox, yo. No, would you like? No, you can't say that. We have email. We've got lots of inbox. <laughs> Something, it just sounds wrong Why? to say we've got inbox. Why? I don't know. It sounds fine to me. We got inbox. Does it? Yeah, because we're not talking about the inbox like being a, a thing. Inbox like is a, a no. It's like it sounds like a physical disorder. You, no, I got, you have inbox. I got, I got a bad case of inbox. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I think we need to jump in the show, but not before we thank Nissan for sticking with us for all these ninety. Wait, I got to look at Three. the screen. Ninety-three episodes. Oh my God, we're 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 coming on a hundred. Uh, what are we doing for a hundred? Because people insane. people keep asking us, what are you doing for a hundred? I don't know. Who was on our first one? Was that uh, was it Steve from Alpine? Was he on number yeah, one? He was on number one. All right, so do we have him on? They've got Alpine just launched a new radio for the Gladiator, a bitch and big screen. Uh-huh. And the jail, uh, do we wait and have him on 100 so he- Just those full circle? Yeah. Or just so we can prove that we did it? And then we're a piece out after that, right? Yeah, we're, we're done. Just, we're done. No, no, we're, no, no. We just sign off. 101. 101. Yeah, we just have to make it to 101. Hmm. But we won't want to stop at that point. Or will we? Maybe we will. And before we start the show, we can't forget to thank our friends over at Nissan for sticking with us. Mm-hmm. 93rd episode this we're, week. This is 93? 93. I know you guys are like, they can't be surprised again. Well, we yeah, are. Yeah, but we are every time. Every single every time. time. It's like the dog 
who gets food. He's like, oh, I'm getting food again. I'm food again? Or I thought the last time was the last food I was ever getting. Or the get. guy that heads on down to the Nissan dealership mm-hmm. and gets a five-year, 100,000-mile warranty, zero-gravity seats, a Fender audio system, Titan boxes, and a whole hell of a lot of truck for not a whole heck of a lot of money. Well said. All right, thank you. Yeah. So uh, NissanUSA.com, check out the Titan or Titan XD, mm-hmm. or the Frontier if you have a uh, need for a little truck. And uh, we also have to thank our friends over at Decked. Decked. Yep, so if you're looking for a cargo storage solution for your pickup or van, Decked.com. And on mm-hmm. that note, let's start this thing up. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted. We have the lowered and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that The Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. I'm not going to let you do that every time. I'm going to start potting you down. But I let you say how surprised you are every episode that we click no, another number off not, on, the, I didn't do it on the old one. podcast episode odometer. Didn't do odometer? <laughs> yeah. I did not do it <laughs> last We're turning it one, over. Nor did I do the one hey, It's in the that. corner. It's slowly turning over. We're, only, we're, we're really only at 92 and a half because mm-hmm. we haven't finished this one yet. Right. Just slowly barreling. What over. are you talking about? The podcast of, uh, episode, oh, the episode meter, the episode meter, <laughs> yeah, the episodic meter. <laughs> yep, uh, episode. Oh, the wheels have already come off the oh, train. No. By the way, the last episode, you said you had a gift for me, and we never got to it. <gasps> Can we do that here? Do we do it now before we uh, we get into? Uh, yeah, well, do we do we hold off the chief engineer for the super duty just to get to a present? Will he hold? Hmm. Well, he let's is, make him wait. He is several hours wait. ahead of us. Yeah, so let's make him wait. All right, all right, all right. Hold on, me. Uh, I have. Uh, I wrapped it in your. Uh, I, I got in here before you, and I wrapped okay. this uh, this fairly large box in your Texas flag, uh-huh. which was in the bag. That's not so true. It wasn't. No, it was not. Of course, it wasn't. It was draped bag. over the back of the couch. Lines. Oh yeah. Oh, you're a lion. All right. So right what on. is this thing here? All right, so this. So last week we were supposed to do this, and then at the end of the show, we didn't get a chance. We saved it. Mm-hmm. You took the file, put it on your external hard drive, and it was we recorded late at night, mm-hmm. and it was like the end of the day. You and I are totally blitz, completely and, forgot. And as we walked out the door, I go, "What's in that box?" And you go, "Ah, uh, yeah." I forgot. And so I'm completely. reminding you. Yeah. At the beginning of the well, show, so listen. We if I were week. getting a gift from you, I would remind you. Yeah. If I were getting a gift, yeah. Okay. You're yeah. not. I know. I, I know have I'm no not. money. Yeah. I, I I got nothing for you. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm going to. Is uh, this dog poop? It is, it is a uh, large box of dog poop. You're right. Oh, here. that is a... The problem obvious. is as soon as I unwrap it... But you're, the, you're letting the Texas flag drape uh, against no, the no, floor. No, no, I don't want it to burn it. Well, you're going to know as soon as I unwrap it. Here, here we go. Here it is. Uh, Here's right. the box. All right. And all right. Be, uh, it's a uh, it's a big Eddie Motorsport Eddie box. Motorsport box. And I need to give you... I don't have scissors to open up the uh, packing a, tape. Oh, you got something? Week, I carry a... Oh. All right. It is a thick box that's stapled. Yep. And it does say Eddie Motorsport. He's having to use his muscles uh-huh. to get in here, all right? All right. There's a copious amount of packing packing, uh, packing paper. And what's in there? Oh, wait. I think you have something in your hand that is wrapped in paper. Oh, look at that. Well, that's uh, pretty. Oh, oh. I know what these are. Oh. Wow. Wow, look at that. Is that an incredible piece of hardware? Explain what that is in your uh, hand. I'm holding in my hand Eddie Motorsports Billet F100 Hydraulic 
hood hinges. Wow. And these are, uh, looks like they're polished. Are those works of art? Yeah, these things are what? absolutely stunning. So those are for your F100, which may, I'm hoping, and I'm not, I'm not joking now. I'm hoping that these serve as a little inspiration for all of us, all of us to finish it. Yes, yes. We, we need and to, this is my truck, and I have nothing vested in it. We need to rally. But oh, there, there's the hydraulic. Uh, yeah, here's the, the hydraulic pistons right there. Cylinders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. The pressed and zinc plated ones weren't uh, weren't doing any justice. I gotta say that we had uh, Diesel Brothers come by not too long ago, uh-huh. and we your hood was open so we could show off your engine and whatnot, and. I was kind of embarrassed of your hinges. I'm yeah. not even joking. Well, you should have seen the ones that came on the truck. Oh, the ones really? that are there now are gorgeous. They're not ugly. I mean, they're in perfect condition, but they're just they're just they're just regular hinges. They're a repop hinge. That's but they're like plated. brassy looking. Yeah, they're yeah. Zinc-plated. Yeah, so nothing nothing special. Yeah, but it's all that's what I had. Those are no Eddie Motorsport uh, CNC aluminum man mirror polished hydraulic hinges. I mean, this just makes me. Uh... Do you have a towel? <laughs> For what? <laughs> To wipe your sweat? Uh, yeah, drool. Yeah, <laughs> that's drool, it. Drool. Yeah, drool. Drool. Uh, human fluid. Those are pretty, aren't they? They are gorgeous. Well, my friend, uh, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. After uh, all these uh, years of uh, of me taking care of you, I feel like you've come around. Oh, and you taking care of me? <laughs> How dare you? Oh, all right. Well, uh, I feel pretty good about this. I, I am inspired. I have... Uh, Actually, I have a, several pieces that are uh, laying around that need to go get welded on the truck. So, so here's what I think I want to do, and, I, and I'm and I'm dead serious. All right. <clears throat> After SEMA, I'll wait till you put uh, the box down there. Okay. All right. All are right. they heavy or no? Is it? Oh, hey, hand heavy. me no, one. I am curious. Heavy. Hand me one because I I've only carried uh, the box. Let me see it. No, they're they're heavy. No, that's not that bad. Well, for a hood hinge. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, I mean, holding it, you expect it to be heavier, but it's aluminum. But no, it's a it's a meaty piece. There's no uh, there's nothing. They're not cutting corners on that, let's say. I'm not I'm not just saying this because Joe uh, from Eddie uh, Motorsport was on our show. These seriously are gorgeous. Yeah, they, they are. Okay, let me hear this part too. You know what these so, remind here, me of? These look. remind me of the dual airbox. Basically, you guys, Gail and the team, mm-hmm. built two uh, airboxes. One, yes. basically where the batteries go. Right. To uh, to feed the two turbos. Mm-hmm. And this will look right at home next to those bad them, ones. For yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Bob Rowe was... Uh, uh, he's been at Banks for 40-something years and made those by hand, those Can we finish my truck before Bob leaves? Well, here's the thing. I want to start shooting some video. Yeah. Because people ask us all the time, hey, can you do some video? We say yeah. no because we're fat and ugly. But I do think that this would be a great intro to start shooting regular pieces. Yeah. I want to start doing okay. either a Saturday or Sunday. Um, every week where we go in, we start just wrenching a little bit. Uh, Yeah. I'm I know you're not opposed to it, but no, I'm, I'm just not, saying no. like we've been talking about it forever, and I think that we're not that far away. The engine's sitting in it, the transit's sitting in it, the uh, unless, wheel tires are on it. Unless you and I start working on it, the engineers over there won't, won't work care. on it. Yeah. It's just that they're not inspired, and why should they be? Right. Um, because so, you guys make awesome stuff for EcoBoosts and direct-ejected gas engines that nobody knows about. We do, but- yeah, people more they know us more for diesel. Right. So right. let's let's get this thing back on the road so they know you for gas and uh, I just but I'm not even it's not it has nothing to do with the bank thing. I'm I'm being dead serious now. Yeah, no, I, I believe I think this would be a great source of content. I'd like to see you driving it. I'd like to see you I'd know, like to see us go to a truck show in it. And I, I like honestly, drive it to a truck show. I would love to have this done so you and I can yeah. drive it to Lone Star. I w- well, that would be great. Let's let's figure out how to do that. I'm all for it. And speaking of Ford <laughs> trucks and gas and diesel, yeah. I think that's a great segue into Ooh, Mike Mike Pruitt, Super Duty Chief Engineer for Ford Motor Company. We're going to call him right now. Now check your email. I want to make sure they haven't canceled. 
Oh, no, no. We're good. He just texted we're me good? and said he's ready. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Dial. This is Mike. Mike, it's Lightning and Holman from the Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? How you doing, guys? We're doing all right. Fantastic. We have uh, Mike Pruitt on the phone, Chief engineer for the super duty well that sounds like a pretty important guy very much so but we can't forget he has an intro yep don't move Oh, you hear those like stereo when I do that. Uh-huh. 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 And, you, and you get mad at me for singing. I know. Uh, I should not sing. Especially when, now. when we have someone uh, high-powered like uh, Mike on the phone. Yeah, we're like, uh, let's see. Mike is... Uh, re- it's going to be my new ringtone, I think. <laughs> there we go. We're going uh, to try and figure out what uh, what percentage of Ford's profits you're probably responsible for. Uh, <laughs> sure, you, you walk through the hall and I'm thinking people dive out of your way uh, and, and say, here he comes. Needless to say, it's an incredibly important product to the company. And uh, when we need the resources or need something... So it's it's there, that's for sure. So, so let's talk about that for a minute. You guys, uh, obviously, uh, best-selling trucks in America, best-selling vehicle in America for like you know, 40 42 years. 42 yeah. years. And yep. some competitors uh, lately have been coming on strong, and, and those competitors have, have challenged you in certain areas. And we knew the uh, Super Duty was getting its mid-cycle refresh, and not that the first-generation Aluma Duty, if you will, was uh, any slouch, but... When the press release hit, it was like, oh, hold on a second. Best in class, maximum available diesel gooseneck towing, 37,000 pounds. Boom. Best in class, available diesel fifth wheel, 32,500 pounds. Boom. Best in class, maximum conventional tow, 24,200 pounds. Then you guys went ahead and said, well, you know, the 6.7, we're not even going to play the the numbers games with everybody else. We're just going to give you 475 horsepower and (laughs) 1,050 pound-feet of torque. And then on top of that, you said, well, that's not enough. We've got our our, our standard 6.2 that everybody is familiar with. It was in the Raptor at one point. It's been in the the, the base gas engine in the Super Duty. Right. And it makes, it's no slouch, 385 horsepower and 430 pound-feet of torque. But you guys said, no, you know what? Uh, I missed the 460, so we're going big block, and uh, we're going to give you a 7.3 freaking liter V8 with 430 horsepower and 475 torque. I mean, you stole like um, the headlines and marketing from everybody, from everyone, <laughs> and, dude. When that Mike, when that news came out, it was all over the internet in uh, five, four hours. I mean, I think everyone who needed to know about that knew immediately. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ph- phones were blowing up and, and like, actually exploding. Poof. Ah, the Ford News, my phone. We were, <laughs> we were, we were at the State Fair of Texas, and, and that was my, my closing remark was going through exactly what you just said, you know, the best in class, best in class. And I, and I told Dawn, I said, I really want to drop the mic. You know, and then walk off stage. But they had those little clip-on mics. Oh, <laughs> that, yeah. that, that wouldn't that wouldn't look nearly as cool. No. <laughs> the effect wouldn't have been good by taking your tiny no. little uh, lapel mic and going bing. Right. Although it would have been funny. I don't even know where to start. I mean, there's so let's start out with this. I can say I've driven the trucks. I can't talk about that yet because come on. So I talked to Don, who's Embargo, our, our lovely uh, a PR contact for Ford Trucks, and she's amazing. I've worked with her for, for literally years and years, and she's always great booking our Ford guests and, and getting them on. 
And uh, I said, hey, do you have somebody for Super Duty? She says, yeah, let me let me uh, get them. And I drove the truck for Pickup Truck of the Year, which we'll talk about later uh, in this episode. But uh, we were, I got in trouble. We Why? Were, well, because what? Ford gave us the but truck. You didn't say squat last episode. No, you no. You wouldn't I, give me any dirt. No, no, I didn't get in trouble at the podcast. I got in trouble at the day job. Oh. So Ford gave us both the 2020 Tremor with the 7.3 mm-hmm. and the 2020 loaded uh, Super Duty, I think it was a, uh, a limited with the new uh, 6.7. Okay. And said, you guys can test it because the story for your Truck Trends Pickup Truck of the Year isn't going to come out until after our embargo. But you guys can talk about it. You can show pictures about it. Do anything you want. You can't have driving impressions. And so I thought I would um, I would play to the audience a little bit while staying. You know, I tried to not run afoul of Ford's guidelines. So I had posted some awesome gnarly burnout uh, videos mm-hmm. and, and posted my line. Don said, burnouts are fine. Okay, great. But then I posted no driving impressions, but both trucks, just the uh, instrument cluster from zero to wide open throttle, uh, fuel cutoff to stop, and just posted that. I said, I can't talk about it, but here's what it sounds like and here's what they'll do. Yeah, that, that didn't fly. Oh, that's considered a driving impression? Uh, and I asked Don, I said, can we just play a short audio clip of the 7.3 just so people can hear it? She's like, absolutely not. So, oh, really? So, Mike, we're going to have to improvise. I, you you obviously <laughs> spent a lot of time in the truck. I've spent time in the truck, well, but we can't talk about hold it. Hold on a second. So, Mike, why, <laughs> do, why did they choose, of all things, driving impressions to hold back? For instance, like, I would have said the biggest thing would be, I don't know, displacement or, like, something more tangible than... Well, I, I wish I had a good answer for you. I... I think it's just we're trying to be fair to all the different media outlets and opportunities. Um, and, and, and Sean, I think you guys probably got some of the earliest vehicles that we were giving out. So I, oh, I think yeah. it's just we, a matter of we had pre-production for sure. Living. Yeah, yeah, we we had the pre-production. In fact, I believe the Tremor was actually the one that was used in the photo shoots. So it That's wasn't camo, though, right? No, no, no. Okay. It was it was all pro- production intent, but it was a very very early example, which I can tell you. Uh, typically, we'll get early production examples, and there's placards all over the inside reminding you this is early example. Do, so, th- you know, would these have been like crushers? Yeah, probably. Okay. These, you know, don't judge this truck on fit and finish or anything. Noises, whatever you hear, these are pre-production. They're just here for you to evaluate. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, the Ford. Did, did a guy knock on the window? And go, uh, sir. This is pre-production. <laughs> just as a reminder. No, no, no. But what I can tell you is that those trucks were every bit as solid as a production truck. There was not one issue with either of the trucks. They were solid as a drum, and you would never have known those were. That's because Mike's on his game. That's why. Well, I, I get that. <laughs> I get that. I'm just I'm just upset that we can't talk about driving impression. And I think part of it too is the auto show cycle too. I don't think we revved up into the cycle. And if there's any other manufacturers that are holding back a little bit, Ford doesn't want to give you everything in case somebody comes and swoops in with some uh, world beating news. But that's gonna be pretty hard with these. Well, numbers. but like so, I, if there was some like Easter egg functionality, maybe in the instrument cluster, or there was uh, maybe it wasn't. It's it's not a uh, an extra gear in the transmission. That's something they've been holding back. Oh, you mean like the ten speed? We can talk about. I'm that. saying maybe it's eleven. <laughs> yeah. We didn't. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. Maybe yeah. Mike's holding it back. Right. It's like yeah. one past ten. So, Mike, you've with these releases, you've set the bar now so high. Are you sweating now that you now have to surpass this next time? No, not not really. I, I mean, we have some crazy smart engineers um, that are always asking ourselves, how can we do better, right? How can we make this thing more powerful, be more efficient, 
more everything. And, and, and they're looking at it now. It's we're, we're relentless and we're going to have the continuous improvement on the truck. We're not going to be looking at the competition. We're going to be looking at within ourselves and, and what is the customer telling us they want and what is it that they value and how can we do better? And at what point do the numbers get to such a ridiculous level? What's the limit? I mean, we're talking, we're 37,500, obviously. You're, you're far beyond having a CDL territory. So an unknowing customer might get a 350 instead of a 250 and figure, oh, with my trailer combo, I actually need to get a non-commercial you know, uh, CDL. At what point are you going to force the general public to just like reclassify all their licenses? Like that, go back to school in, in just California, to drive your trucks. Yeah, in California, we'll, to drive a lot of these trucks, we'll need a non-commercial class A. Look, that's a, that's a very good question. I, I think we always ask ourselves, when, when does it become uh, too much, right? Or when does it become uh, the, the point of no return? And all I can say is it's not 1,050 foot-pounds of torque yet. And I'm looking forward to your comments whenever you're able to, 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 to reveal them. But when you drive this truck, you feel every bit of, the, of, of that 1,050 foot-pounds of torque, in my opinion. And um, it, it commands that the truck certainly has the power response mated with the 10-speed transmission. It, it's a, in my opinion, it's a dream to drive and it's a dream to tow and it's avoiding that white knuckle. So sometimes it's not about that max number. It's about that truck being able to do it without having that white knuckle feeling that you know it's it's in command, it's in control. Um, so all I can say is it's not 1,050 is the ceiling, right? It's, that's where we're at today. Um, but we're always going to continuously improve and find that right spot. Well, it's, it's funny. When you're looking at that 37,000 number and you figure – you know, fully loaded crew cab, dually, 450, you're probably, what, in the 8,000-pound range, 82, 8,300, somewhere in there. You're close. You're more than half of a semi going down the road. That is a lot of yeah. responsibility for somebody, but holy crap. Yeah. Now, now to be clear, though, it is with a gooseneck, right? So, I mean, you're kind of a semi-pro at that point. The average guy doesn't drive a gooseneck. Well, you know they're not I mean? they're not driving. A hotshot guy might, but you're not driving. You know, your RV, your your 40-foot triple-axle RV trailer isn't going to weigh 30,000. Well, unless you have it loaded with marble and leather and all this stuff that I wouldn't know about. But, <laughs> I mean, I guess you could be up You're not a country point. music star? Yeah, not, definitely not. I'm not even a podcast star. <laughs> and, you know, in Super Duty, spans such a wide range. We have the 250, 350, and the 450, and the pickups. But we still go, you know, we have the, the 450 at our chassis cabs, the 550. And, and soon next year, we've, we've already announced the, the F600. So the Super Duty. The tweener, uh, which is a great across, idea, by the way. It, it's just trying to, trying to satisfy, quite frankly, a lot of different customers. And we're trying to find that right balance. We were really excited. So not only just these capabilities and these amazing numbers, uh, which we're very proud of, but also introducing the Tremor. Right, which is uh, trying to find another angle on our customers that want to do the the work during the week and play on the weekend. Right, so trying to find that right balance uh, that he wants that truck to be able to perform and do all the work, but he also wants to have a little fun on the weekend. So let's uh, let's talk about. Well, first let's touch on F six hundred, and then we'll go back to Tremor. So F six hundred is kind of interesting because it essentially has the F six fifty chassis, but with the F five fifty body. Right, so you're allowing somebody to have a smaller well, truck to get in those tight places? Think of it as, as our 550 on steroids a, a bit. It's it's getting into class six territory at 22,000 pounds of GVWR. 
but it is that that uh, the familiar class five chassis that we that, that everyone drives in a super duty and in, in some cases the trucks get so big that it's they have a hard time having drivers that feel comfortable or keeping drivers to drive those big rigs but um we have lots of whether it be utility companies or emergency vehicles where they want to put very large upfits, very heavy upfits on these on the trucks. And today, many of them are, are always limited to the GVWR. Uh, so listening to the customers, they said, man, I just, I need the F550 to do a little bit more. I needed to get up, um, you know, above 20,000 pounds or more. And we we're able to deliver twenty-two thousand pounds of GVWR with F six hundred. I think I think that's a great white space in the uh, commercial and chassis cab market. And let's go back to Tremor. And I, I you know, without talking about any future products or or talking about uh, where it might be headed, I will give my personal opinion without saying anything that will run me afoul of You've Don already McKenzie. got busted once. You're I know. Go well, that's what I'm saying. I have one strike now, wait, against me. This is weird because normally it's me who gets us in trouble. That's true. It's lightning. Yeah. And now it's home. And, and now I have to be super careful. Right. So the tremor is, in my opinion, Ford is sort of towing itself, sticking its toe in the water of where you might see competitor like the Power Wagon. Okay. And I was so impressed with that truck overall I felt like the componentry and the things that were added, so 35-inch Duratrack tires, that's that's bigger than the 33s that are on the Power Wagon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a rear locker. But now, to be fair, Power Wagon has a front locker and front disconnecting sway bar, but the flex on the Tremor was actually really impressive. And it has a big body, I believe, twin-tube shock. I'd like to see a little bit better shock on there, but short of a, a, a monotube and a winch mounted on the front and maybe a front locker... That thing is right there. Finally, something that you could say in the same breath as Power Wagon, which is a fantastic vehicle off road. I will say that when you sit and the Tremor's leveled, right? So it feel you step up into it, mm-hmm. and the commanding view over the road. Like I wouldn't even lift that truck. It's so perfect. The stance, the height, the way it looks. It is just a gorgeous truck. Do we know if Ford will? Oh, we have someone from Ford on the phone. <laughs> will 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 is will there be a a two inch or a four inch lift kit from Ford? Do we know? Um, well, look, I, I certainly can't talk about our future uh, future products. Forgot about that. Yes, products. yeah, I, I'm not in a position to do that. But I, I did wanted to go back to. Um, something we're, we were real passionate about on the trimmer is we didn't want to make it a single series or a single entity. Um, what do you mean? With, with the popularity of the FX4, well, um, you might find on some competitors, I'm just going to say some competitors, that <laughs> it comes in one flavor, right? Sure. It, it, and um, and we, we set out and said what's really important is the, very, the popularity of our FX4, and we wanted to build on that, that you could put that on an XLT all the way up to a Platinum. And we said, how can we take that similar approach with the Tremor? And that's what we we executed. Uh, this package, you can get it on an XLT, a Lariat, King Ranch, or a Platinum. And we also said we didn't want to confine ourselves to one of the powertrains, right? We wanted to be able to offer it both the 7.3 liter big block gas or the 6.7 liter diesel. Is this the first time both that you've done that, Mike? I'm sorry. Is this the first time that you've offered the that FX4 package across such a wide well, breadth? Well, so, so no, Ford used to no, be we've able. We've always offered the FX4 that way. Okay, and we and we knew, and that's what was so powerful. We that that's been a such a great success. We wanted to kind of follow in that, right, and say let's develop another 
package similar to it, but it's going to have to have a lot more meat on the bones. And, and it does. And a lot of the things that you, a lot of the things you talked about, um, to bring it to its capability. And that bad boy has a seven. The one we tested was a Lariat. It was a seven three ten speed truck mm-hmm. with four thirty gears. Oh, oh I wow. ju- I mean, just yeah, it was great. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. It was great. <laughs> I have a silly, very impressed. I always ask a silly question, so I apologize. I have a silly question. I've been dying to know the name. Who named it? Like, is there a singular um, person? It's a previous Ford package name for Ranger, some concept trucks, and other things. It's never been on a Super Duty before, but it exists in the Ford uh, in the pam- yeah. Empire. Got it. Okay. Yeah, it was in the it was in our Ford uh, in the past. I, I would say it probably was more of like fifty people that were involved in the naming of this. A lot of people had a lot of energy and trying to, to determine what was the next name for the truck. All I know is that uh, when that thing comes rolling by, Tremors, baby, Tremors. <laughs> tremors. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, we're, we're incredibly proud that the, the Tremor comes in the F-250 as well as the F-350, and it can have a maximum payload of, of north of 4,000 pounds. And, and it still has the right height where you can hook up the gooseneck and the fifth of So we didn't go too high to where... You can't back in and, and get those things hooked up uh, conveniently. Which, by the way, 4,000 so pounds is no joke. <laughs> that is a yes. giant. Can you yes. remind me of the suspension package options, or is it just one? Holman? Yeah, so it's a, it's a coil spring, radius arm style. It's le- in the front. It's leaves in the back. Uh, you get upgraded shocks, big body shocks on it, um, and it's leveled, so it has that, that off-road stance, which is, which is super nice. So the, the back is about as high as your standard Super Duty, except for the fact that it has 35-inch tires, and I believe the biggest tire on a Super Duty uh, on the 20s is, ends up being like a 32.5 or a 33, something That's like this. That's correct, 32. Yeah. Okay. So you're definitely getting more tire, obviously getting more sidewall. Um, I believe it's on 18s on the Tremor. 18s, yes, it is, 18s. It's a, just a, it's a great-looking truck, and it, it's funny because we were driving 11 trucks with our truck trend van following, right? So we're mm-hmm. quite quite the uh, the scene going down the highway, and we had everything, every every basically every new 2020 truck, and we had more comments at gas stations and stuff where people came up, and they're like, what's that, you know, with the Tremor? Yeah. And it was a, it was a lot of fun because that truck got a, a ton of looks, and uh, we did some photography at Pismo State Beach at sunset, and that truck against the ocean and the sand was just you know just a, it's a great looking truck, and I wish I could tell you more. <laughs> damn you, damn you! Are there any? I'm curious on the Tremor. Are there any Easter eggs in that truck? Meaning that well, was there is there anything designed into that into that particular truck? Either be at one of the on the design side or on your engineer side, where the average person wouldn't know that it's there. But interesting that you ask that because we had um, it, it comes standard with the ten speed transmission, all of our seven three and six seven, mm-hmm. and with the ten speed transmission, we were we bring with it uh, drive modes that you're you're pretty familiar with, whether it be on the F one fifty or you know it's pretty common nowadays for normal eco slippery uh etc but we for the trimmer we bring it in a, a new uh exclusive first ever selectable drive mode what we call rock crawl mode ah. so it's um it, it's a it, it's a it's a mode that you're going to go off uh, off road do a little rock crawling you can set it in that mode and it gets you into four by four low and it's got a unique uh, a shift schedule and unique uh, 
uh, steering response, etc. What does it do to the response of the throttle input? Meaning, is it is it full th- like fifty percent? of my foot is only 25% throttle, that type of thing. So I can't talk about driving impressions. Is this an impression? I'm I'm sorry. I'm not, you're you're, going to get me in trouble again. And I promise Don that we weren't going to put Mike to task on that. You're in the territory. I I didn't know. I thought this just felt more mechanical to me and not an impression. No. Yeah, no, it it, it is very mechanical. So we do use the throttle input as well as the shift schedule to provide what we feel is that the better driving mode for that condition. So yes, we have we do use that. Okay, see, he answered <laughs> kind of, sorta. Um, yeah. Guy, we, you know, I can I, provide my impressions, right? I, I don't know, Don. Uh, right, he's uh, not well, under embargo. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say no, but I don't know what it's going to be like when you get that. You know, Don has. But, she's a sweet lady, and and she's only about this tall. But and she man, can she, your can, ass. she can flash that mom look across the room, oh, and you yeah. know you're busted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to talk about um, a couple things. The uh, the upgrades to the Power Stroke. Let's uh, yeah. go there in order to to get the new power numbers. And then I want to talk to you. What was done to the platform and the truck? What changes for twenty give you the added capability? So those are the kind of the next two topics I'd like okay. to to tackle. So well, on the six seven, we call it our is our third generation. So the first generation came out in twenty ten, the second generation in twenty fifteen, and then now this is our third generation uh, of the six point seven liter. And um, it, it got a, a significant upgrade. It's really all around, but the fuel pressure um, on the fuel injection system, 2,500 bar, that's 36,000 PSI. Wow. A new turbocharger, double axle, variable geometry turbocharger, so really tight tolerances there. That's going to get you more efficiency out of the turbo. High-strength steel pistons and, and uh, the, the handle that do uh, higher firing pressures that we're going to have and we put a variable displacement oil pump on it so you know when you need that oil it's going to give all the oil and when you don't need it it's going to um, be a little bit more efficient at the end of the day the numbers kind of speak for themselves um, you know 475 horsepower and 1050 foot pounds of torque and it's going to be delivering a better fuel economy than than outgoing i would uh talk to that but i'm not allowed to uh, I put about, uh, let's see, our group put almost 1,000 miles in each truck so we could tell you um, it's more efficient. Okay. <laughs> At what point will you be able to tell us about it? Uh, when the embargo breaks. Hmm. All right, moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, your, I think your, your other question was around the, the chassis. And yeah, the chassis and, uh, and what were the improvements that you guys identified? And obviously yeah. not weaknesses because the, the you know truck before it was incredibly capable where did you put the, uh, the the extra dollars in the R&D to make it uh, as good as it is for the 2020 model year? And sometimes it's the, all the small things that add up. But, you know, this power plant, trying to feed it all the cool air that we can get. And we have a unique uh, dual rear wheel, a DRW grill that comes um, on the, on some of those diesels for these the, the, the highest towing. Uh, numbers and it provides more airflow. We move the air box up closer to the grill and push the battery back. And again, trying to 
optimize all that, getting that cool air into the engine. Interesting, and then, because a lot of the, the aftermarket guys making the the uh, cold air intakes, they're thinking it's all the same. They were having to relocate the battery to the back. Right. So you yes. apparently Ford saw that and say, yeah, not so much. And it was kind of hokey, in my opinion, because they would supply a piece of like uh, angle iron and they'd cantilever the battery over this uh, kind of to the left side of the engine. I I would have not opted for that system, and I'm glad that. Uh, you guys saw that and made the change. So a lot of those little things add up that help make that uh, engine perform better and keeping it cool. Because uh, when we put down these numbers, it's not, this isn't a, hey, uh, we're going to hit this number really quick and then we're going to, to turn the vehicle off. It has to do it day in, day out, going up the, 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 the mightiest of hills, doing it at the hottest temperatures. And so keeping that powertrain cool is number one. Similarly, on the back of the, you know, some of the axle upgrades that we did on the 350, uh, again, doing things that we can try to keep the, that axle cooler. Is that it, it, uh, oil capacity or is that ring and pinion sizes or what were some of the upgrades? Because our, our guys love um, that kind of that techy dives. Yeah, uh, you'll, you'll notice we have an aluminum thin cover that we've put on there to, to help um, for better cooling back there in the axle. Um, and up front... You have, isn't it uh, an air-to-water intercooler as well, where some of the other guys are doing air-to-air, correct? That's correct. So that's, um, they did not spare any expense with that because you're, you're I'm sure you're that's a, dropping the tamps. Plumbing and I think and we cost. have a, I think we have a, I think it's class exclusive where we have a, a fuel cooler on our diesel as well. So keeping that, that the, the fuel cool. Well, let's let's go on the flip side of that. Uh, a lot of these guys, you know, we've got listeners who are up in the Canadian oil fields, and in winter, they let their trucks run for literally six months without turning them off because they're afraid if they turn them off, they won't we'll be able freeze. to get them back on. And so, you know, Super Duties are, are known for being durable enough to last those cold winters. And in fact, you guys do cold weather testing. I've been to uh, Florida inside the uh, Air Force's uh, chamber where- uh, Wait, what? Yeah, where Ford does uh, cold- uh, climate testing inside a giant Air Force uh, climate chamber. It's fascinating. Wouldn't it have been cheaper just to go to Alaska? I don't think so. No. <laughs> well, actually, there's a there's a couple of really small towns in Canada that we go to and do a lot of our testing. Um, but uh, you're right. We have a, a wind tunnel um, down in, in Florida that we can simulate some very rapid here from heat to cold to simulate whether it be freezing or et cetera, some really drastic conditions and changes in weather. Mike, what is harder to battle when you're building a, a diesel that's going to undergo this kind of torture? Is it is it thermal management for the guy who's towing, you know, through Colorado where the air is thin and the intercooler is doing everything it can uh, to try and keep the intake temps down? Or is it is it the guy in northern Canada that's trying to stave off freezing? Like what... Because if you solve one problem, you might now another problem arises on the opposite side of the 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 uh, the scale. And that's our challenge, uh, right? Because we're not going to compromise on our capability uh, in in those extremes. So we have to do it all, and we have to find that and solution, right? It has to run cool in the hottest and uh, be able to perform at some ungodly low minus forty degree uh, temperatures day in and day out. And start like a normal car, not have to, you know, um, 
without using the, the, the plug-in heaters. How often have you, as a, you guys as a team thought you had solved a problem only to have it create another one? So now you have to, like we're kind of playing whack-a-mole. Does that happen very often or... That's their technical term at Ford, oh, actually, for sure. playing whack-a-mole. Playing sure. whack-a-mole. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure it does. And I, I think it's a, it's almost continuous. Um, and it, nowadays we have a lot of uh, tools, whether it be uh, computer-aided design, that can run through a lot of those scenarios and find those whack-a-mole situations. And then we can quickly uh, try to have an alternative design before we start you know, producing parts. And that, that's helped us a lot, be able to be much more agile and, and faster to market. All right. So, Mike, when you first got handed the assignment and they said, Mike, we have this class leading super duty and it's make already it better. In, make we, it better. We dare you. Here's what, 10 bucks. Go for it. What were your, <laughs> did you have targets of we, we need to be at 1050 and 37,000 pounds? Or did they say, do what you can and let's see what comes out the other side? I mean, was there kind of a good, better, best? for what you thought you could accomplish, what was realistic? And then what were your biggest fears or challenges going into it where you thought, I, this we can do, that I'm not so sure about, and then you were yeah. able to do it on the other side? Well, I can tell you when I got the job, but the, the first thing I, I, one, I was incredibly honored, right, to be uh, on this program. But all I could think of is don't screw this, <laughs> right? And you do not want to be the guy that, that is on the, the back end of screwing this up. Oh, my God. So Millions this, of Ford fans would never look. That's <laughs> the guy that screwed up the truck. That guy, yeah. get him. You know what they do? They'd run to their local tattoo guy, and they'd have their tattoos scrubbed out because of Mike Pruitt. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, I get a lot of hate mail. The guy that, that ruined Super so, Duty. <laughs> but, you know, we do set aspirational targets, and, and we, we had several – Years ago, I thought of but how far north of the thousand foot pounds of torque can we go? Um, but at the same time, we're trying to keep that balance of it's not all about just getting a torque, right? Or it's not all about just getting a tow number. It needs to be the full package. It needs to be able to um, tow when it needs to tow and it needs to haul when it needs to have the payload and it needs to. Uh, go off road when it needs to go off road. So you, you have those targets in mind, but at the at the same time, you're trying to find that right balance uh, and not let yourself uh, go to one extreme or the other. Well, Jared, Mike um, Holman has been saying for the last year or so that the the truck is the modern day station wagon for the family. So at one point, you know, in in not too long ago, a truck was utility, right? But today yeah. it has all the creature comforts, it, and you guys lead the way when it comes to creature comforts inside from uh, USB ports and you name it. It's all there. And Massaging seats. Uh, yeah, massaging definitely. Seats. Which, by the way, massaging. feel weird. Really? Like, I, you almost feel like you need a shower and a cigarette afterwards. You know, it's like, <laughs> I, I'm going to try this. And then you're sort of driving down the road and you're in your, your platinum and you're, you're just, you're surrounded by, you know, all sorts of beautifully dead cows. It smells like it might be a humidor. It's just, you know, luxurious and smooth mm -hmm. and quiet and amazing. This is all super duty. I'm not talking about the trucks we tested, Don. Uh, you know, we don't get in trouble. Anyway, you're, you're driving down and then you're like, massaging seats? So you push the button. And then you're like, whoa, what's that? Whoa, whoa what's that? Oh, what? And you start having this experience. Mm -hmm. And then you look over to your left and there's a dude in a big rig going, what's wrong with you, boy? <laughs> <laughs> now when it's done, did you open your wallet and leave like a five as a tip to the seat? 
Oh, I can't tell you what I left for a tip. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Like, you no, know, you're you're spot on about the, how the truck has transformed. Um, if I was born and raised in, in rural Missouri, and trucks were a, a big part of our life, um, but they were nothing like what we have today, right? They were bench seats, and uh, it, it, it was truly a work truck. Well, yeah. Look, um, you would never back in those days. You would never. No valet would ever park your right. truck like that you know it's but now you can have a ninety thousand dollar truck and they're happy to have it I, in the well pit. i was well I was on, that it doesn't fit in their valet parking i was it i was on on sunset not not long ago a month ago when i was at a concert and across the street's a beautiful hotel and it literally was ferrari bentley lamborghini and it was a ford f-250 i'm no joke yeah right in valet right up front. well and then i'll, I'll even take that comment a, a step further for the longest time i'd say literally the past I don't know, decades worth, all the new technology started in the cars and then trickled the truck. And the truck owner always saw it half a generation or full generation behind the car guys. That has changed in the last five to seven years where now advanced technology is making it into the trucks first. Whether it's the Sync 3 that you guys have and the Super Duty, whether it is adaptive cruise control the 360 camera 360 camera blind spot detection uh that can be used with trailers you guys have pro trailer backup assist which is now available in the super duty um so you know it just makes everything about owning and using these trucks whether you're the primary owner or not uh an easy you know an, an easy experience and being able to tow as much as you are have the braking reserve i mean the brakes are I don't know was it fourteen and a half inches or something like that some ridiculous amount on the Super Duties? Yes, they are. I mean pie plates, trash can lids. <laughs> They're bigger know. than pie plates. Yeah, that's a big pie. But you know they got they got a lot of work to do, right? If uh, it's not just about taking off with thirty seven thousand pounds, it's about controlling it and being able to stop it. How about a fourteen point two nine inches on the F two fifty and three fifty? 15.39 inches on the front of a 450 and wow. 15.75 on the back of a 450. Wow. That's a big-ass brake rotor right yeah. there. So I have a question for you, Mike. What, well, that's good because we're in the middle of an well, interview. So lightning. what? what <laughs> I know. I guess I didn't. I just should ask it. I don't need to say. I have a question. Don't need the setup. What one feature of the new 6.7 are you most proud of personally? I'm just curious. To me, it's it's the it's the torque, the that thousand and fifty foot pounds of torque. I I've driven several of these, and um, it's just immediate. And every time that you're into the the, the pedal on this truck, it's ready to take off and go. Uh, to me, that's the most impressive uh, feature on the six seven. Was there anything that you had to fight for to get on the Super Duty that ultimately was the right choice? Well, I think there there was a lot of a lot of discussions about the trimmer, about oh, whether that's the right thing, and we had to fight. Um, and I think we all look back at it now and say, "Well, geez, that was an easy decision." Yeah, I but mean, early on, great early time. on, sometimes it's a hey, it's a that's a work truck. That's not a you know, it's not a, a truck that you take off road. And we had to pull together lots of data showing. How many of our Super Duty owners Massive go amount. off and and uh, and do these sorts of modifications to their truck? How how, do, how does the no brass brain, I mean, how yeah. does the brass above you not not know? Like I just 
are they just driving sedans? Well, or it's not what? the brass. It's, they... it's 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 the collective of product planners and marketing people and deciding if the program has X amount of dollars that can be spent. No, I, right? I get it. I mean, it's a massively expensive program to kick off. Right. But and you still, I mean, as as even though Ford has you know deep pockets and they have the class leading vehicle, well. That makes you second guess yourself, right? Like, how far do we need to go to, you, to remain the leader when right. everybody else is gunning for us and coming up with their own technologies that might be class exclusive or or best in class? And, you don't want to stumble, and right. you don't want to stumble. You don't, you don't, you know, sure. you can be paralyzed by the data and not make the right choices, even though you had all the resources in the world. And what I'm amazed with is time after time, you know, Ford hits home runs out of the park, which with each successive generation of pickup truck. Well, we're certainly incredibly proud of of what we're bringing to the plate for 2020, including the trimmer, including these impressive power plants, that 10 speed transmission. I think the combination of those two is is really unparalleled. And then of course, F600. So I'm really, really excited uh, about what we're bringing in 2020. And don't forget that 4G LTE modem with Wi-Fi, where you can attach yeah. uh, mm-hmm. 10 different devices yeah. at once in your uh, maximum of six passenger truck. So And we went off and we've made that standard um, on every Super Duty. Really? Even all the way down to the XL. That's correct. I, I mean, everybody needs to be connected now, whether it's a job site or your and, kids in the back. And, you know, that's where the, the, the future is going, is how can we start leveraging that data to make that person more efficient, make that truck? You know, can I uh, start using that data and the prognostics maybe to try to predict when you need to get a, your brakes uh, looked at rather than waiting until uh, it, it's it's too late. Yeah, you guys and have a great can system. I, can I save you money? Where the truck does a self-diagnostic uh, program on it, and then it sends it up to the cloud, and will email the owner on your registered account saying, "Hey, you're due. Mm-hmm. Hey, okay. hey, idiot! You want to keep this truck uh, <laughs> fresh and new? You better go and do some maintenance." Yeah. Um, are you going to be at SEMA, Mike? I am not. We are. Um, I've unfortunately, I was planning to be there. But we are in the midst of launching uh, the 2020 at both Kentucky Truck Plant and Louisville. Gotcha. So something a little more important then. (laughs) Yeah. So I I had to put that on the back burner, but we got some fantastic folks going out there, and I think you're going to see some some good stuff. Well, that's Um, that's what I was asking because Holman and I make a beeline for the blue carpet every single year in Central Hall. It's just – you go there first, and then you do larger concentric rings around the rest of it. You know, you make laps, but the Ford booth comes first. And I have a feeling, are we going to see it? Are we going to see a tremor out there? No, there's going to be all sorts of Super Duties. In fact, uh, they just put out the press release today on all the SEMA Super Duties that will be there. Oh, no kidding. So there's a, there's a whole bunch of Ford trucks that are going to be there. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. We'll be there all week. Um, and actually, we'll and be there while you're listening Unfortunately, I won't this. be there to see you guys, but I'm sure there will be an opportunity for us to – to meet in the future. Yeah, I think we'll definitely have to uh, touch base, and uh, maybe once the embargo lifts, we can have you back on, and we can actually talk about driving impressions. Oh, fantastic. I'd love to hear the to hear the unembargoed version. <laughs> of the impressions. Uh, enough of... Embargo. Exactly. All right, well, with 19 million miles of accumulated testing, the 2020 Super Duty has been refreshed and uh, given all wait, sorts wait, of new capabilities. Wait, wait, you can't just gloss by that. How do you put 19 million miles on, on the Super Duty before you launch it? How's that even possible? You don't have well, enough employees and enough <laughs> land and enough enough roadway. Well, they have 19 well, million trucks and each one puts on one mile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, um, that's accumulation of the miles from the 17 when we launched the new P5, uh, the, the new Super Duty in 17 model year. 
And it's just accumulated miles that we put on different test trucks. And Amazing. Uh, some, of those, some of those miles we have up at our Michigan proving grounds are just incredibly, they're so rigorous that we have to use robot drivers. They're, they're just driving these routes uh, 24-7 um, because, well, you know, the robots don't need a break. They do break down every once no, in a while. No, wait, well, oh, wait a second. Is this, do they look humanoid? Are these things just yes. like a, Yes, they no. have mannequins that, that, no, but I'm saying, are they just, are they just, no. so what's just wrong with control you? trucks? Yeah, no, Ford said, hey, uh, we want robot drivers and we also want to make human, don't you think there'd be some sort of news story saying Ford creates humanoids? Cool. No, not it humanoids cool. like the Terminator, you idiot. What? I'm talking about, is it a mannequin that's got yes, sure it's a it's a like, mannequin that sits in the truck. No, well, well then yeah. they're just, And he drinks oil for lubrication. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Well, oh, Mike, mind. we apologize. Uh, this thing, <laughs> no, this thing's got silent. No, it, it, it would be very cool if it did look like a mannequin. Yeah. All right. Well, hold on a second. Hold imagine. on. We are deeply sorry. I'm apologizing. We're sorry. <laughs> Poor Mike. We're sorry. You know, Mike's uh, nice uh, enough to carve out time from his evening to come on the Truck Show podcast and inform all of our listeners about the 2020 Super Duty. And here I am asking about humanoids. humanoids. Yes, the chief engineer is making humanoids in his spare time over in the Ford R&D base. Maybe we should cut this short. All right. Well, Mike Pruitt, chief engineer for the Ford Super Duty, we really appreciate you coming on the Truck Show podcast and hanging out with us for a little while and uh, talking Super Thanks Duty. Thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. All right. And, and next anytime, time, anytime. Next time Mike gets over a beer when we can discuss impressions. That sounds good. Or, Very good. or we'll just call you randomly and you'll go, why are these guys calling me? Can we talk? <laughs> I'll put you on. The, I'll, I'll put you in by phone here. All right. Yeah, we like it. We All right, Mike. You. You're the best. All right. All right, right you. Talk to you Cheers. Soon. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. So uh, just in case you didn't realize that, that was that was Mike, and he is the chief engineer for Super Duty. Mike, Mike, Mike yeah. Mike. So that, oh, the, it's like we Mike a, Pruitt, one Mike of the Pruitt, most yeah. important people within the halls of the, uh, well, Ford Motor Company. Well, that's what I'm saying. How bizarre is it that we have had uh, chief engineers, we've had heads of design. Yep. Do they know what, uh, don't they know it's us? Heads of companies. Yes. I mean, yeah, no, they know it's us. They know that we speak to the people, <laughs> and uh, I, I yeah. challenge you to show another truck podcast that has that caliber of talent and people. Other than ourselves, of course. Think that, you're uh, right. There are no other truck podcasts that do what we do. I would say that like a Corolla is on. Yeah, y- but not the truck world. Not the truck world. Yeah. So oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna oh. take that and run with it. You know what I'd like to do? Hmm. I would like to hear from our listeners because we haven't done five star hotline in forever. Ooh. Let's do it. Oh come on and be part of the show. Call the five star. It's the five star hotline. Hotline. Guys, it's Trevor. I uh, was listening to the most recent episode and heard some more know your notes. And after I learned my lesson on my failure of trying to record over the voicemail, uh, what worked was using like the memo app on my iPhone or whatever phone you have and recording it that way and then emailing it over a lot better quality came through much better when you guys played that one on air. So anyways, just tip for everybody else. It's a good tip. Thank 100%. you, Trevor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we've got a bunch of them where you guys have figured out emailing is a lot better quality. So we're going to get those in, uh, we're going to get into those in a future episode where we can put all the know your notes together. Jabuble and Hubba Bubba. How's it going guys? <laughs> uh, just listen to this loud. Wait, wait, wait. Hubba Bubba. Hubba Bubba. That's a first. Jabubli and Hubba Bubba. Bubba. Um, am I Hubba Bubba? Yeah, of course. Okay. 
Now, wait a minute. What can we do with that name? That's like Starsky and Hutch quality right there. Jabubli and Hubba Bubba. Oh, I know. Are we cops on the beat? No, no. I have, I have an idea. Jabubli and Hubba Bubba on the mean streets. Nope, I got it. When we get fired from here, <laughs> yeah? then we'll go start our new podcast with Jabubli and Hubba Bubba. Hubba Bubba. That's hard to say. <laughs> it is hard to say. It's a mouthful. Episode, and you talk him again about doing the Gambler 500 with a mini truck. Uh, I have an idea. Now, Lightning, before you shut me down, give me one second to explain this because, first off, you have to realize I don't know all the legalities of how your company works. But what I think I know is that you guys are somehow in the Motor Trend group. I mean, you're hosting from the Motor Trend Studios, uh, so I would assume that you guys belong to that group. The other thing that I know is there's another person that belongs to that group by the name of Mike Finnegan, mm-hmm. who is also a mini trucker. Now, Mike Finnegan, for those who don't know, is the host of a show called Roadkill. And on Roadkill, they buy vehicles such as mini trucks. And they happen to have a few mini trucks. Now, maybe you've already started to connect the dots here. But I want to say, I don't think it's, you know, out of this world to think that you two could do a conglomeration with Roadkill to where you guys did the Gambler 500 together with Mike Finnegan. Get a truck and go do it. Now, you might say, well, we're not on the TV or we're not on blah, 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 blah. I know for a fact K.J. Jones made a guest appearance on one of the Roadkill episodes. He did? Uh, I believe he did. So it's a possibility that somebody outside of the show can show up on there, right? Now, if you're all under the same company, I would hope that the Motor Trend people are wanting to kind of cross-pollinate, right? <laughs> that makes too much sense. <laughs> Synergy, not so much. By the way, if we walked in and said, hey, guys, can we be on your show? There would be like, um... Get out. Who are you again? Get out. Security! Yeah, right? You want to get some of those listeners to watch Roadkill and some of those watchers of Roadkill to listen to the Truck Show podcast. And what, there's not a better way to do it than to do that that crossover episode with you two and Mike Finnegan building this mini truck to go on the Gambler 500. I know people would watch it. I would watch it. You'd get more listeners. Anyway, love you guys. Keep up the good work. Uh, Lightning, you need to get a truck. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> love you guys. Have fun. All right, well, he's not wrong except for the fact that um... – that would probably never happen. Uh, Although we're going to see them at SEMA. Maybe I float I the idea know. to Freiburger. Freiburger and I were talking last week. We we're trying to get a cigar together at SEMA. Mm-hmm. So uh, so maybe maybe I can convince Freiburger and Finnegan to take that little excursion. Maybe we just get a sticker and we put it on whatever they're working on and maybe it'll get some screen time. I wonder. I mean, who is there a producer on the show we can talk to? Or do we? is it Mike yeah. and... Should we just cold call the producers? Yeah. Hey, guys, are, are you next door right now? Can you come over to the podcast? They literally put you on the spot? do edit next door. L- literally. Yeah. We could crawl on our hands and knees to the studio. But I would want to build our own just because, have you seen the stuff that Roadkill builds? Yeah. We'd have to drive it up there and back? Probably not going to happen. Unless we could fit a Freiburger. Oh, we make a Freiburger and Finnegan toolbox kit in the back where we mm-hmm. just build them a cage. We put them in the bed of the truck, and that way we, <laughs> we, we let them out to fix right. it, and then we put them, load them back in the truck. Hmm. Subaru Brat. Rear-facing seats, two of them. Oh, and then, we, and we, then... Zip, we zip-tie them down to the yeah. seats. Yeah. They can't go anywhere. I like that. Lightning at home, and this is KJ Pringle. I live in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm a 
career fireman, and I run a golf cart repair and service business on the side. Now, KJ Pringle has got to be the name of a DJ. I think it's right. Hey, it's late. Ladies and gentlemen, KJ Pringle going to be uh, spinning the wax all night with you. Spinning the wax. If you've ever been to Charleston, South Carolina, there are golf carts all over the place. So it keeps me busy. I daily drive a 2016 Ram 1500 with the 5.7 Hemi, and it's a great truck. I do nice. love it. Does have the turn knob shifter, which did take a little bit getting used to, but I figured it out, and uh, I haven't put myself in a park in a long time on the road. So The only thing I don't like about the shifter mm-hmm. is uh, on the uh, Ram Rebel long-termer I have. You can, I was backing up a trailer the other day, and I go to put my door open so I could look out the back. Okay. And it automatically puts you in park and yells at you. Oh, and you open the door yeah. puts you in so park. so it does not allow you to have uh, it shifted in reverse or drive with the door open. What if you're in reverse and then you open the door because you you open the latch and you open the door? Yeah, I don't know. Off the experiment, I just know I was really frustrated. Why this stupid thing wouldn't go into gear? And I'm like, uh, oh, it's uh, safe and yet kind of a buzzkill. Yeah, a little bit. There's that. I'm currently driving my buddy's 2018 Toyota Tundra. Uh, it's got the limited trim package, five seven I force. Back from Asheville, North Carolina. It is. Uh, I, I'm kind of I was against them because of how expensive they are. But it is a nice truck, man. I, I really is. Downside to it that I figured out. I called him already to give him a hard time. It doesn't have a 110 outlet in the front, so I can't plug my uh, this newfangled iPhone charger that doesn't have a USB port on it anymore. So I can't charge my phone. So I'm making this phone call, hoping I make it back to Charleston with my GPS intact. But uh, you guys, I love how he has limited battery life, and he decides. Yeah, to he's like, well, it's like uh, it's nine one one in an hour, uh-huh. or the truck show podcast right now. <laughs> Family, friends, nothing. We no, come to the top. Is that weird? Are we a favorite in his phone? Do you think? I don't know. I know he's emailed us a bunch of times. <laughs> Do <laughs> great guy. things. I love listening. I've been listening to you for uh, I don't know for over a little over a year now. I'm on episode eighty three, so I'm slowly but surely catching up. Keep it up, guys. I really love it. I stole my wife's phone. Uh, this morning and gave you guys a five-star review from there. And I yes, did my own five-star thank you. review probably when I first started listening. So keep it up, guys. I love it. And I'll uh, be a true listener for a while. So have a great day, guys. Thanks again. Wait, what do you mean for a while? At some point, he's just going to bone out. That's he's like, it? Oh, he's I'm, I'm, I'm out. Yeah, I've yeah. heard enough from when those guys. When he's like uh, episode 97, You goes, mean nah. when some professionals come into the truck show uh, podcast <laughs> space? not likely to happen. Uh, by the way, that was a uh, listener review brought to you by KJ Pringle. <laughs> I'm lightning. And I'm holding, and this is where you call in if you never want to be heard on the podcast. We'll let this crap build up for four or five episodes and then hand-select two or three. But anyway, go ahead and get with the call on the five-star hotline, because we'll keep promoting it every single episode, and we'll never listen to them. <laughs> hey, Lightning and Holman, Luke from Missouri calling in for the first time. Listening to episode 88. Listen to the idea of a clean ETC. First of all, good luck with that. But, not that you asked for it, my two sons would be for the transitional period where you're working towards becoming a clean DPC. Would be fun to have some sort of emissions test incorporated on Dino Day. So he's referring to Diesel Power Challenge when he had KJ Jones in here. Yeah. And we were talking about emissions and, and all these guys doing deletes and all that stuff. And yep. KJ was saying that at some point in the future, they might check to make sure that you have emissions on and, and you can't just do a delete and get rid of your emissions equipment. I think that's what he's referring to, right? Yep. So the guys would roll up, they would get a full emissions test, and they do their three runs for power. 
and somehow make a formula to make a pseudo number for how dirty their trucks are because no one wants their county sheriff to see them failing emissions test on TV. Maybe compare that number versus the horsepower, horsepower divided by this imaginary number, for example, like a notch rating plus your particulate output divided by 200. Is this something goofy off the wall that no one else would really understand other than it's comparative to the other guys? Make it a, just like the horsepower, comparative point system where the guy with the best rating gets the most points, the guy with the worst rating would get the dirty toilet seat out of the ATS mechanic bathroom. <laughs> is the, Nobody wants the dirty, to- dirty toilet seat out of, uh, out of any shop yeah, across America. No. Never been to one where the toilet seat was uh, pristine. No, ever. Joke trophy for having the dirtiest truck on DPC. Just want to call in and let you know what I thought. You guys have a good one. Not a bad idea. Yeah, so well, he wants to hand a dirty trophy to a dirty truck. <laughs> we uh, we should uh, <laughs> let KJ know about that. That's, that's kind of an interesting way as if there was a, a soot score that you would get. You give someone a, a dirty toilet seat for you, the dirtiest truck. You are a dirty bastard. <laughs> well, no, the, maybe because the uh, awards are at the end of the week, mm-hmm. it's the toilet seat every one of the other competitors used during the week. Oh, <laughs> that is nasty. That is super nasty. Oh, is there a pube on it too? Oh. Hey, anyway, if you want to uh, leave us a five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. Keep those uh, comments and uh, opinions and questions and all that good stuff coming. Keep them blazing. Five-star. 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 Hotline. So, Holman, we got a DM from Bama, right? The guy that we met. Uh, who, the, what the do you dude, mean the guy that we met? No, it's our old friend Brandon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> our we old go friend, way back. Way back, way to, back to Daytona. Daytona truck meet. Right, okay. Yeah. So, guys, we met uh, this guy named Bama. At RU Bama. At RU Bama uh-huh. on Instagram. On okay. Instagram. All right, and he is a he is a, a, a uh, not a small man. No, he is a giant dude. He is a giant dude. Super, super sweet and came up. Was and, he sweet, uh, though? I think when you say giant, like menacing, you like. Do you think, he, do you think he would have hugged you if you asked? Yeah. All right. Like a bear hug. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean. And he would have lifted you up. But and here's, he the, here's the, the wind right out of no, me. No, no, no. He would have cracked your back. Oh, that yeah, would have like, been nice. Oh, I love you guys. <laughs> Turns out he claims that he listens to our show, and we're like, No, you don't. What? He goes, hey. It's the guy who built Kane Brown's truck. Right. The country music star. Yes. Right. And well, Kane, we Kane couldn't we, be bothered to talk to well, us. That's right. Bama we couldn't Bama get close did. enough to get to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Bama's like, hey, guys, I'll talk to you. Uh, we, I listen to the show. No, you don't. Anyway, he uh, DM'd us and said, hey, I got a truck show in Nashville, and there's two things I love, truck shows and Nashville. And he asked if uh, he could come on the show and talk about it. I'm like, okay, let's dial. All right. All right. So we're calling Brandon Roussel, right, a.k.a. Bama. Hey, hey. Hey, Bama, Lightning at Home and Truck Show Podcast. What's, What's up, happening? Bro? How you doing, guys? Where is that? I've got four chrome rims and a steering wheel. I've got four chrome rims and a steering wheel. So, Bama, what's the story about you got a you got a truck show down in Nashville? We do. We have a truck show coming here to Nashville. It's called Music City Showdown. I like that. It's- it's good name. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it, it, it really, the name really appealed. And, you know, we've been to a lot of shows. And I've seen you guys out a lot of them. You know, Nashville, they used to have one and it was very successful. It was just kind of something that we thought we might bring back to the city. And, you know, it's kind of a good point for everybody to come and hang out at. Do you get free hot chicken when you get there? 
I will have you some free hot chicken when you get here. Love me some Hattie B's. Now, wait a minute. Hold on. Holman, were you coordinating with Bama? Are you I going down not, there? No. I, okay. I mean, I, well, I don't know I'm the just, dates. We're calling to get all the I'm details. Just, I'm just assuming that you guys are coming because, you know, it's not a party unless you guys show up. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, you're, you're talking right. What is the date? Where is it? We have zero details. We are, we are flying so, completely blind. Gotcha. So we just pinpointed the dates. It is April 3rd through the 5th, and it's going to be at Nashville Speedway. It's right about 10 minutes outside of downtown Nashville. So you're taking a, a page out of uh, Jordan's playbook, like uh, Daytona I, Truck Meet. To be honest, I kind of am. I t- I've actually talked with Jordan, Jordan and Patrick and you know, spoke with them. I've really spoke with a lot of guys. I have a lot of successful shows and you know, kind of put some pieces together, kind of did our own twist to it. But, you know, they have a really successful model. So, you know, they really paved the way. But, uh, you know, kind of doing our own twist to it. But in a sense, yeah. Who did you have to pay the franchising rights to in order to have uh, the uh, not quite as southeast as Daytona, but, you know, your own little neck of Nashville there? The well, mafia, the truck show mafia? No, no mafia here, buddy. Just some good people here. And- <laughs> What is, is, put, is Jordan the Mafia now? Is he the, the red-bearded <laughs> Mafia? <laughs> That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of one of those things, after watching The Godfather, I just don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait, you're talking about putting your own spin. What does that mean? How does it differ from the average truck show? You know, a lot of- 100% a lot more of things, Bama? 100% more <laughs> Bama, exactly. <laughs> that could be a good thing or a bad thing. But, you know, kind of, you know, I go to a lot of shows, and I we really took into account what- other people were saying what they wanted to see what is that so it's which you know a lot of guys you know they compete you know we have a lot of classes that are coming to compete so we have classes that are gold for you know we have your SEMA trucks that'll come out you know your 100 show trucks but then we have everybody we have classes for people that don't go to SEMA you know we're gonna have a burnout contest you know we've got over 25 classes for people to be judged on so it's gonna be it's going to be a good turnout for everybody. It's going hey, to be a pal. lot of fun for everybody. Involved. How dare you judge people? This is this should be a truck safe space. Who who's doing the? Everyone should get a participation trophy. Damn it! No. Hey, hey, guess what? If you don't want to be judged, you just don't fill out your little card. You come in and hang out, and we'll have just as much fun with anybody. All we, right, don't wanna, like we don't want a PC truck show. <laughs> we do not. We want TNA and the whole thing. No. <laughs> we want what we want. want. We'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> now, so you got twenty five classes. Is this gonna take? Is the is the award ceremony gonna happen on Sunday? And it's gonna take like three hours to get through, or how are you working that? No, we're we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna quite take that long. Basically, you know, judging is gonna be going on during the whole show. You know, the main show day is gonna be Saturday. You know, people come loading on Friday. On Sunday, we're gonna hand out the trophies, but it's gonna kind of be something that. We have everything ready to rock and roll on Sunday, so that way people can get out and enjoy the city. They can hang out at the track, whatever they want to do. And how much is it to enter versus just spectating? Uh, where do I so, go to sign up? How do I enter my truck? So our website will be up and running here very soon. We're going to do VIP spots as well. VIP spots are going to be right about $75 to get in for your you know, premier parking inside the event. Entry is probably going to be $15 to get in. And, you know, we're, we really just want to have a huge turnout. We want everybody to come out. So we didn't want to make it astronomically priced. So, you know, we want people to show up. We don't want to, you know, charge an arm and leg for everybody to get in. And what's the what's the truck scene down like in, in Nashville? I, I, I personally know, don't know. It's a lot bigger than you would think. And that's kind of the thing is, you know, there's a lot of nice trucks around here and really in the southeast area that really don't get showcased and we're kind of in the middle of everybody. So that's just was another bonus of doing it here. Plus Nashville is, is a 
awesome city. If you've never been to Nashville, love Nashville. In fact, I was there just a week and a half ago to uh, visit our friends over at Nissan who are in Franklin, just outside of town. But um, the food there, the people there, the music there, the whole deal. Broadway, Lower Broadway is sort of a, a touristy trap now, but you got to do it. You got to go if you've never been to Nashville. You've got, you've got to go. And, you know, put your boots on and do it. It, it appeals to everybody. Nashville, there's something for everybody to do here. If you love the country music or if you just like music in general, that's here. You know, you still have your old school feel of Nashville, but you know, with your new flair, your new style flair. So it really just kind of works out. There's some, there's literally something here for everybody to do. Tell me, Bama, about the the show in particular. Like, like, let's talk. You know, Daytona has the after show party at the mall across the street from mm-hmm. uh, the Speedway. Are you doing any extracurricular entertainment, or what's different in the show and then externally? We are going to do a pre party kind of, you know, really kind of modeled how Daytona does it. But we're still working on that. Like I said, we're a new show, so we're still trying to iron out all the details. You know, inside the show with all the judging, we're going to have a DJ. It's going to be a lot of fun, you know, a lot of different events. You know, we're going to have a burnout contest, you know. So if you got a, you got a set of tires, burn them down to the rim. So we're just going to. Because you guys really are going to replace those tires for people, right? For free? We're <laughs> going to have a lot of good vendors there that are going to showcase their products. Hey, dude, are you, uh, do you guys have an Instagram for the show? I know you we, said you have a website that's going to we, be up soon. We do. It is actually Music City Showdown with the underscore after it. Music City Showdown. Wait a minute. So somebody had Music City Showdown with no underscore. Okay. So funny story. Bama messed up. (laughs) No. You registered it and you forgot the password. It wouldn't let me log back in, so we had to go make another one. So we we had Music City Showdown, and then I got scatterbrained, as we all know happens. And I completely forgot what it was, and the email wouldn't reset it, so I said, you know what? We're going to start all the way over. Well, oh, there you go. It's kind of sad. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, so, so Bama, we got a question for you. We met you, and uh, you, you're friends with uh, Kane Brown. You helped build his truck, all that good stuff. Yes, sir. Uh, and your actual name, by the way, Brandon, which uh, I don't think anybody knows, and so they just call you Bama, but what the hell do you do during your, like, your day? What's your day job? So I actually sell cars, <laughs> so I'm all around the automotive world, and you know, I have that, and I just try to dabble in that, you know, the aftermarket scene of it, too. And Do you sell trucks? I do. I do sell trucks. If you need a Ram so you can jam, you call me. So if our man Lightning needs a truck, you'll hook him up. Come on with it. <laughs> now, wait. Do you, do you Are you at a Ram dealership, or are you selling used cars? I, what are you doing? I sell them all. I'm actually at a Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram store, so if you need wheels, I got deals. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> all right, well, rap. if you need wheels and he's got deals uh, at Bama. On uh, Instagram, hit him up, DM him. He's uh, he's got a pretty uh, pretty cool thing going on. We see him, I, I, dude. I think you're in a little bit of everything. Your your uh, Instagram's crazy. It's like a uh, you know, yeah. you got kids. It's you very got, manic. Yeah, it's just all sorts of yeah. stuff. Got trucks. It's got yeah, all sorts of stuff. Um, I, you know, I'm so my life is so scatterbrained. But I feel like if it wasn't, then I wouldn't know what I was doing. So wait, so, uh, I, uh, Bam. I, in all seriousness, when you're throwing, you're putting together because Holman and I have talked about this for uh, I don't know last couple shows, but. For the last couple of years off air, that, that there are no good truck shows in Southern California. Now, this is the kind of the, it's not the home of truck of, of truck shows, but there were some really good ones back in the day, and they're all gone. There's really nothing in Southern California except and, for the one that we keep talking about. Do we want to tell people that yet in Southern California? Yeah, you and I have been talking about. It. Are you really want to go on this line of? No. Well, we're working on something. Okay. That one is that what yes. you're referring to? 
Yeah, yeah but, and we're not but, done yet. But as of right now, there's nothing happening. So what I'm saying, though, is and then all of a sudden you got some shows popping up here and there and, and Daytona truck meet just kind of explodes onto the scene. Lone Star Throwdown? Lone Star Throwdown explodes onto the scene in the last couple of years. And they've made a name for themselves. And Daytona has the Daytona thing. And the Lone Star thing has the Texas thing. Your Nashville thing, What do we know what that's going to be yet? Like, what's your sales pitch? Whiskey. Well, <laughs> you can't drink and drive, so. But you can drink definitely and hang out at your truck. Definitely don't drink and drive here. But the cool thing is, you know, like you said, Daytona, they have the beach. They have their own fuel. Lone Star Throwdown. I mean, it's Texas. They, they do everything big in Texas. You know, the good thing about Nashville is, I mean, you're you're right in the home of the South. People are friendly here. And the good thing is there's, I guess I could say, there's not just one thing to do here. So there's really not just one thing to focus on because it's it appeals to everybody. That's kind of a broad answer, but, I mean, it's just Nashville. If you've never been, you've got to experience it. I just wonder what your hook is going to be because the Daytona truck meet thing is like the mall crawler central. It, it, there are lower trucks and there's some, some older, you know, uh, C10s, those those types of things. Should we apologize for you uh, painting everybody with a broad brush right now? No, I'm okay. just kind of like those, for instance. Lightning is having a stream of consciousness come out of his mouth right now. <laughs> for I'm instance, trying, I'm watching him dig. I'm going, how's he going to get I'm going to dig a hole so deep I can't get out. Yeah, I'm watching. <clears throat> Daytona is kind of the blingy thing, okay. which I we mm-hmm. love. I love. Okay, yeah. I pay my own way to go, Yeah. and I will do so again. And Lone Daytona Star- is always a good time. Lone Star, I couldn't love more. But it, it leans a little uh, more retro. It has a lot of lifted mm-hmm. trucks, but it leans more retro. And I'm wondering if if you're planning on having a thing. I think he's happy with whoever shows up. This is your you first know, that's, year event, that's right? Really, it, it's my first year event. We have a local shop here that has a big following. That's kind of helping us piece it together as well. Who's bad that? habits, bad habits, custom automotive. You know they're great, but you know we're kind of that's kind of what I was saying. You know we listen to people, so. If you've got a truck on a 20-inch lift, bring it. If you've got a low rider, bring it. If you've got something that's built for the woods, bring it on out here. We just want everybody to come out and have a good time. Got it. Okay. All right. So Music City Showdown, April 3rd through 5th. And you've locked up the venue, right? This is totally happening? Okay. Totally happening. And it's in the Nashville Speedway, correct? Yes, sir. About 10 minutes south of downtown. You can see the skyline from the from the track. Oh, bitchin'. Awesome. Okay. And uh, at Music City Showdown underscore, if you want to follow them on uh, on Instagram. The website with registration stuff will be up, you said, uh, what, another few weeks? Yeah, another few weeks. Like I said, we, we want to make sure that everything's running smoothly before we just drop it because nobody wants to log on somewhere and say, hey, this won't work. So we want to make sure that it runs smoothly for everybody. And everything's all laid out, so that way there's no questions. Everything. We're just going to have everything right there for you. All right. Well, send us uh, a DM or a text or uh, an email to let us know when it's up so we can do a plug in the uh, in the uh, truck news. Absolutely. Now, the big question is, is you guys got to be here. I'm I'm in for Nashville. I have told you Holman know, every single show for the last month and a half that 2020 for me personally is going to be a year of travel. And I'm going to do road trips. Um, I'm trying to get Holman on board, and he's not—he's non-committal, which is pissing me off. <laughs> and um, and I know your reasoning, Holman, but I'm serious. Like, 2020 is the year to just do some stuff, and I'm very excited. <laughs> well, yes, because I'm not doing enough stuff right I'm, now. But I'm not accusing you of not doing. Oh, no, stuff. I know, I know. It's for me. Well, I'll give you give you a quick recap. You know, everybody's welcome to come. We want everybody to come. We're going to have an awesome pre-party for everybody. We're going to have a great event. 
We are working with some of the local bars here as well. I'm in. Up, of course. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> so we're working with them. You know, we're going to have a lot of people come out. A lot of, of We have some really great vendors, which I can't quite announce yet, but they're coming. Okay. So, right, it's, you know, it's just going to be – it's going to be based – it's not just a show based on one style of truck. We want the whole community to come, so we've got some plan for everybody. Don't miss it. All right. All right, man. Well, we appreciate it, and uh, like I said – Give us a shout when uh, when you got the website up, and we'll uh, we'll throw a plug out there for you. Will do, guys. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. All right, Bama. Talk soon. Thanks. Thanks, guys. See you, buddy. Home and is this the part of the show where we listen to some more burnouts? Sure. Why not? That's diesel. I can totally hear the diesel. Do you want to know what it is? You can tell it. A lot of white smoke I see in that video. The camera out the window. That is a... It's got to be a Ram. Yeah, that's the new 1,000-pound foot of torque Cummins for uh, 2020. That was a 2020 Ram 3500 single rear wheel, and you can hear the torque management as uh, it's it's going through the gears. Pretty awesome. That that thing, how did you get it to do Bernie's? Because I know on the Duramax, there's a whole series of steps to get it no, to break free. Everybody thinks that. And it's funny because um, we had a uh, person, I believe they were on our Instagram, was saying, oh, I, I can't do a burnout of mine. How are you able? Did you unplug anything? I'm like, no. It's all about technique. You guys, what's happening on the newer trucks is that torque management comes in so fast and hard that it pulls back. That's what she said. <laughs> so essentially, you can't be afraid of keeping your foot in it, and then you have to. That's mod- what she said. <laughs> then you got to modulate the. Uh, That's the what she said. Brake pedal uh-huh. and the throttle. Yeah, but you have to do it in such a way that you're just barely allowing slip on mm-hmm. the brakes. Mm-hmm. Some vehicles, you just you're saying just ease it in. Some, That's what she said. Some vehicles don't even allow you to have your foot on the brake right. and the uh, gas pedal at the same time. Uh. It just cuts it all down. Right. So it depends on the truck, but. There is a trick for all of them. Uh, I typically, when I'm doing the burnouts, uh, I will leave it in uh, drive mm-hmm. uh, or the lowest gear setting, but not manual control because I want it to shift through the gears. Mm-hmm. I think on that L5P burnout at the beginning of the show, it got up to, um, I want to say it was 60 miles an hour on the- uh, 60 or 68? No, no. I'm saying on the dash Okay. while I was basically standing still. You were doing 60 yeah. while you are sitting still. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, just just, just roasting tearing them. tires off. And were they like, hey, uh, Holman, you going to pay for those? Uh, nope. <laughs> I didn't care. <laughs> well, that's a gasser. Whoa. Those sound like bigger tires. There's smoke coming in your window. Okay, so the here's the giveaway. Square mirrors. Short, small, oh, yeah. square mirrors. It's got to be the Gladiator, <laughs> yeah, right? that was the Gladiator. Uh, Believe it or not, Gladiator does some wicked gnarly burnouts. Apparently. Oh, not a burnout. Here we go. Sounds like you're moving.
So this one was a zero to fuel cutoff in the new 6.6 GM heavy-duty gasser. This one was uh, the work truck model or the lower trim, and so it has the 6-speed behind it, not the 10-speed. Okay, the next one, all I see is 0 to 80 to 0 again. Okay, so this one is going to be one that everybody's going to like because mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of information about it. Huh, Okay. I love that. Stop. I don't even have a clue. That is, was that a, is that a six cylinder? Uh, That is a six cylinder. Okay. Uh, Is it a Duramax? It is a Duramax. So that's the new straight six. It's incredibly quiet. Like it's, it's, it's so quiet that you you can barely hear it running inside. Okay. Um, And that thing moves, dude. That thing moves. And it sounds like the ABS was uh, doing some nice work there, although you were jiggling something. No, no. Was there loose stuff on the seats? No, that's, there's probably the clipboard and stuff, but what you're hearing is actually the front end. So you can you can hear the solenoids firing off on a, because we do 60 to zero okay. te- brake testing as well. Wait, let me play this again, you, just the stopping part. Sounds, uh, sounds aggressive. Oh, super. Sounds like an earthquake. <laughs> yeah, super aggressive. So uh, the day we went out there was a little bit windy and hot, so we didn't get the uh, best numbers and stuff during track testing. Um, and so KJ went out and and got some better numbers, but um, I'll, I think we should save those for a different a different show. But the Duramax was pretty consistent. Um, we were able to do the quarter mile in about 16 and a half at 87, 88, right around that area, which is pretty wow. damn respectable. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 solid. Now, the 6.2 10-speed trucks will typically do that in the mid-90s, mm-hmm. so you're a little bit off of that, but, I mean, that's no slouch. The 0-60 to 60 runs were in the low 8s. That's pretty fast. I mean, it's pretty good. Now, when you look at the 2500 uh, HD Custom, so it wasn't a work truck, I meant to say Custom on the 6.6, mm-hmm. um, our best run was 0-60 to 60 was 8.5, and, and the quarter mile was uh, 16.7 at, uh, looks like, 87.6. What'd you do, the 7 Fontana? Uh, yeah, at uh, Auto Club Speedway. Okay. Yeah. And so ki- kind of interesting just to see what everything does. Yeah, what I was amazed about is is we had so many different vehicles. So right through, we had the uh, the Chevy Silverado LTZ with the Duramax, Chevy Silverado 2500 HD Custom with the 6.6, okay. Chevrolet 2500 HD LTZ with the 6.6 Duramax. We had a Ford Ranger. Is it confusing having a 6.6 gas yes. and a 6.6 Duramax yes. diesel? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we had the Ford F-250 Super Duty Tremor. Is it I, just a coincidence? With the 7.3. No, is it just a coincidence that there's a 7.3 gas and an old 7.3 diesel? Yes. And then there's, that was just a coincidence? Yeah. And it's now a coincidence that there's a 6.6 gas well, I'm sure they, and a 6.6 Duramax. I'm sure it depends on the architecture of the engine. I'm sure they have a target area they want to be at and just sort of what it comes out to be is what it comes out to be. Huh. Uh, Ford F-250 Super Duty Limited with the 6.7. God, I wish I could talk about that right now. <laughs> uh, the GMC Sierra 1500 with the Duramax. The GMC Sierra 2500 with the uh, V8 how Duramax. You, but how, can you talk about that one? Can you talk about with the, the Duramax, the 1500 with the Duramax? Yeah, those were consistently 
uh, mid to low 16s and uh, about 86, 87 through the no, quarter. Tell me about you driving it. Can you can you have? That's not embargoed, right? No, 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 no. Those, those things they're, they're awesome. It's quiet. The Tory. It's definitely the best out of all the half ton diesels right now. Period. Because I I remember KJ liking them. But I didn't feel that he was in love with them. We know we drove him back to back with the um, with the Ram EcoDiesel, mm-hmm. and the Ram EcoDiesel. If you're a current EcoDiesel owner, you're really going to like the engine. But that GM straight six and ten speed are so sweet that it just it just blows those those other trucks away. Mm. Now we also have the Jeep Gladiator uh, Sport with the Max Tow Package Ram fifteen hundred EcoDiesel. And a Ram 2500 with the 6.7 Cummins. So 11 trucks. Truck heaven. And we basically put almost 1,000 miles on, drove them all over. We did payload. We did trailer tow. We did uh, the track. Um, You know, one of the best things about this job is once a year, I basically get to drive everything back to back. Mm -hmm. And and to be able to feel those differences and not go off of memory is pretty amazing. Um, For me... Can, Can you tell me if there was a feature in any of the trucks, hopefully this is not embargoed because you can't really talk about the Ford, I know. Yeah. was there a feature in any of the trucks that was jarring? Like, well, why did they do that? Um, I don't remember. Let me. I'll just go through the list real quick, and I'll see what I can remember off the top of my head. Um, so the the Silverado LTZ Duramax, again, amazing chassis, and the drivetrain, phenomenal. Like so impressive that straight six diesel, mm-hmm. but the interior yeah. just wasn't up to par with everything else. Yeah, sadly, because that truck is so good in so many ways. I, it's just you know you get in and it just feels even the 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 high end trim felt Spartan to me. Now you did not have a Denali, correct? You just had the Silverado. Oh, uh, we had the AT fours. The AT. Oh, you did. Yeah, have the which AT4s. is very similar to uh, the Denali, at least in the interior. Yeah, trim. yeah. We have a we just got a Denali at work, mm-hmm. and I had it all this weekend. <sighs> not. Uh, it's got a, like a lot of cool features. But it wasn't light years ahead of the Silverado. The 18 Silverado was just yeah. It's, just, it's, it, it, like I said, if you're a Chevy or GMC owner and you upgrade to the new truck without looking at anything else, you'll be happy. Yeah, you'll go. This is a great upgrade. Once you start seeing everything else out there, you're gonna go. I got cheated a little bit on the interior. I feel I felt like that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, especially for the price tag that Denali carries. We had the uh, Chevrolet Silverado 2500 HD Custom, which had a bench seat and the six speed and a column shifter. It was more of a work truck type grade. I was amazed at how poorly that truck rode. There's really? A, I posted a, a, a video on my Instagram, uh, at Sean P. Holman, where it just, I hit a pothole off-road and the whole truck just... just oh, really? Ouch. Oh, dude, it hurts so bad. <laughs> um, that's a truck that needs better shocks. But you'd think, oh, I'm in the 6.6 gas. This one's going to be tuned softer. No way. It is every bit as... Harsh. As harsh. <laughs> as, yeah. And you have IFS, too. And it's like some of the... You know, some of the solid axle trucks weren't as harsh as the IFS and the uh, in the Chevy trucks, uh, G- they, GM they, trucks. They, I, I get. We've talked about this before. I'm just not a fan of those damn torsion bars. I think it's yeah. a real problem, and and it speaks to how how successful BDS is with their damn coilover kits. I, I every day I'm on Duramax groups and they are swapping out yeah. for torsion the BDS bar, yeah. kit, like coilover after coilover after coilover. Uh, I thought the 6.6 was uh, was pretty healthy for a lot of weight, but uh, didn't compare to other gas engines in the test. I'll mm-hmm. leave it at that. Um, I think the other manufacturer who had a heavy duty of the gas engine uh, is going to put that one to shame in terms of uh, overall feel and stuff. Although it sounds great, you know, it sounds good. So what you're saying is... Embargo. Just a little bit. And then we had the uh, Chevy Silverado uh, 2500 LTZ. And, uh, man, that thing... Just gnarly burnouts all day long. That L5P, 
the 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 power band on it. Amazing. I was shifting like six or seven shifts before leaving the line, and the truck was rotating. I'm leaving sideways. <laughs> yeah, it's just freaking unbelievable. Uh, the engine is so stout. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, same thing, obviously, interior and whatnot. Uh, also, the Ford Ranger uh, was it was late availability, wasn't available last year, so we had it for this year's test, even though it came out last year. Not as impressed with it as I thought it would be. Hmm. Um, the the drivetrain phenomenal. The little two point three liter four cylinder, the turbo four with the ten speed, mm-hmm. badass. The truck around it, eh, it's okay. Uh-huh. Feels too like car like inside. Right, you're like you're sitting in a Focus. It just doesn't have the truck feel that you'd expect from Ford. Um, selling a ton of them. Sure, it's a great truck. It just I was a Ranger owner. I had three of them of the previous generation. I just wasn't feeling it. Although I wish my previous generation had that right. 2.3 four-cylinder. Did any of them have a really slushy pedal or, or which? Uh, I was amazed at how good the brakes were on all of them. And no, we're no, doing no, no. 60 Acceleration. to zero. No. No, everything was pretty good. Okay. Everything was pretty good. Now, a lot of guys on the groups are all complaining about the, the diesels having dead pedal. Yeah, I mean, but that's the turbo spooling up. You have a big-ass turbo for a lot of power. Um, they're geared low with those 10 speeds so that they... Can you know use the turbo at the higher speeds and? But you know how these guys are solving it. They're putting in uh, pedal boosters. It's not adding any more horsepower or no, changing the power perception. band. It's just perception. Yeah. But it's changing the driving experience. For those who don't know, basically there's an electronic signal. It's fly by wire. It goes from the pedal to the engine computer, which adjusts the throttle. And manufacturers for fuel economy and because the trucks are so powerful, they don't want you doing accidental burnouts. They deaden that first 10% or whatever of travel of the pedal and ease you into it. And so it can f- make the truck feel sluggish. I know on the, the Duramax 6s, it took a it took a half a second or second for the turbos to light up. Mm-hmm. You It's like, you know, and they're off to the races. But you definitely felt that. Like, I, I would like to feel those engines be that sporty off the line. But there's that little hesitation, that little bit that lives between zero and five miles an hour. That would be nice if it if if it wasn't there. Uh, there's also some dead pedal. The guys are complaining in some of the in some of the Duramaxes yeah, that the, that well, it's well, like in passing. GM and Chrysler both do that. It's right. also part of it is you know torque management too because those vehicles are so torquey. You're well, the managing engine, what you're putting through yeah, the transmission. Yeah, right, right. The engine is too powerful for the transmission. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we did the F250 Super Duty Tremor, mm-hmm. uh, which we talked about a little bit earlier, and that's all I'm going to say. And uh, also the uh, the F250 Super Duty Limited. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about those in the future. God damn it. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Uh, the GMC Sierra 1500 Duramax. So basically the same as the Chevy. This was an can, AT4. Can you tell me? I don't think this, it's no secret what these trucks look like. Yeah. Do you have a personal favorite as far as body styling? Um, with them all there in the same test. I, I mean, because normally the average person, unless you're at, at an auto show, you don't see them. Actually, even an auto show, you got one in one side of the building, another one in the yeah. other side of the building. You saw them all literally door to door to door. Yeah. I, I still am a big fan of the Ram styling. We had a uh, Ram 1500 Eco Diesel, a Rebel. Mm-hmm. Um, but those new Ford Super Duties really like the the grill and the lights and the detail. I think they're, they look a little bit more refined than the first generation of Luma Duties. Um, we also had the GMC Sierra 2500 AT4, Jeep Gladiator Sport, which was an odd build. They gave us a base model, but it was 50 grand because they loaded it up with options. Oh, that's interesting. But they did that because uh, they were trying to max toes only available on Sport, not Rubicon. What? Yeah. Why? Well, because the Rubicon adds a bunch of heavy equipment, oh, stuff, bigger wheels, okay. tires, all that Got stuff. It. So they optioned it. So it was like cloth seats, but it had adaptive cruise control. And it had the max toe of 7,500 pounds. Well, that's probably so, how you would order smaller it. tires. No, I like that. I'd get a Rubicon. Okay. Yeah. But I was impressed at just how solid that little truck felt. 
Um, I liked it better than the Ranger. It felt pr- more proper. Although having driven a Wrangler a lot, is sometimes you forget you're not in a Wrangler because everything from the B Pillar Ford is the exact same. And you're like, oh crap, I got a whole lot of extra truck back there. <laughs> you got some caboose. Yeah, you do have some caboose in that one. And then, of course, like I said the Ram 1500, and then we had the Ram. Is that the Kim Kardashian of Jeeps? Yeah, it might be. <laughs> and then we had the uh, Ram 2500 with the uh, new Cummins 6.7. And uh, man, if you're a Cummins fan, you're just going to be blown away by that engine. I think that it is outclassed in some ways. Um, the power band isn't as um, isn't as fluid or flexible as say the the Duramax. It's a lot tighter. And it only has a six-speed, whereas I think if Ram had an eight-speed or a ten-speed behind that Cummins, it would be unbelievable. Hmm. Um, it just pulls like a freight train. It's everything you love about the Cummins, except it's quieter. It doesn't diesel itself to death when you turn it off. It's refined. We got you know uh, a pretty good fuel economy. I'll wait till the story come out for, uh, for us to talk about that kind of stuff. But just overall, the, the Ram, it's the, the older cab with the new interior and okay. the new drivetrain. But it's not the it, the older cab. The body stampings are the same, but it's actually high strength steel, not not mild steel. So oh. there, it may look like the old truck, but it's actually much much improved. That truck is so incredibly solid on the inside and when, no squeaks, when are no we rattles. See a, uh, a not just a facelift, but a, a major overhaul. How many years are, are we out from that? Oh, quite a while. Okay, quite a ways. Yeah, they, I mean, this would be considered a major overhaul. Oh, they did so. so much to the chassis and the drivetrain on it. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So just so, visually, though, it's not a dramatic departure. Yeah, I mean, it's got it's the, an evolution. Yeah, it's got the new front end on it and and the grill, but under the skin, that's an all new truck. I mean, there's a ton of stuff that's different, huh. uh, geometry and and power and just all the things, different things that they've done. It just looks, you know, the 1500 got a new cab. So if you're if you're if you're Ram, you're you're saying, listen, we sell a lot more 1500, so we're going to put all of our R and D money into the 1500. I'd like to see that 1500 cab come to the heavy duties at some point, but we'll see. At least. In the heavy duty, you can still get a mega cab, which you can't get the fifteen hundred anymore. Of all those trucks, what was the most expensive out there? Uh, our, I actually have uh, the. Uh, oh, you got the stickers there, don't you? Yep. And on the super duties, I can't tell you about. So uh, we will. I'll we'll run through the Jeep Gladiator was fifty thousand four eighty, the Ram Rebel fifteen hundred uh, quad cab four by four, fifty three three sixty. All right. Uh, the Ram thirty five hundred Laramie Crew Cab four by four long box seventy nine four seventy. Yeah. Honestly, as it was equipped, that's a bar, and that's a pretty decent price, yeah. right? Under eighty, it, it's just me like getting the heebie-jeebies okay. over seventy. How about a twenty twenty Sierra twenty five hundred four wheel drive crew cab AT four seventy six nine sixty twenty five hundred single rear wheel? Yeah. Oh wow. How about a twenty twenty Silverado twenty five hundred four wheel drive LTZ crew? Oh, so you didn't have any dualies out there? No. Okay. This is all uh, three quarter tons with the save for the Ram, which was a one ton. Gotcha. Seventy three two sixty five. Okay. 2020 Silverado 2500 four-wheel drive custom crew, 48420 with the 66 Gazer. Okay. The 2020 Silverado crew LTZ four-wheel drive with the uh, Duramax, 62020. Mm-hmm. The uh, GMC Sierra 1500 four-wheel drive crew cab, AT4, 66295. Mm. Now, that also had the Carbon Pro with the multi-pro tailgate, the carbon bed, uh, you know that all that kind of stuff, so w- which definitely raised it over the Chevys. I'm digging that multi-pro tailgate. I know it's, there's it's a lot fun. of haters online, but it's uh, I'm not one it's of them. Cool. No, it's, although it's I cool. can totally see how you'd put that thing down and dent your tailgate yeah, into your ball hitch. That's operator error, and it is. They there's, can't safeguard everything. Like there's you, a sticker on the left which I saw that yeah. warns of it, but yeah. if you're just not paying attention, you'll do you, dr- do you drive with your door open? Uh, some people do. 
<laughs> not not in a ram because it'll put it. When apart. are we going to have somebody discuss the whole? All the dumbasses that drive with their tailgate either down or removed because they think of it. We it's should like find an aero engineer. That'd be an interesting story. And it doesn't really help because if you look at today's tailgates, it's, they all have spoilers on it. It's not that it doesn't airflow. help. I was told by an engineer many years ago that it hurts. Right. Right. Because you're removing the low pressure system that right. forms a bubble over the bed that the airflow goes. That's why today's trucks have spoilers on the back of the tailgate to smooth that flow coming off the roof. Because that's where the airflow is coming. Yeah, so if you're listening to our show and you've removed the tailgate because you think it's going to be better for aerodynamics. Yeah, but you know, you never even see those Stop bed Stop listening to us. You don't see those bed nets anymore. <laughs> you used to see those everywhere. The bed nets? Yeah. Yeah. The problem with tailgates today is uh, people go and steal them. Uh, that's a huge problem. Then you need to call McGuard. McGuard. And I think it's uh, $29. And they sell a uh, an attachment that you put in the hinge yep. on the right-hand side, and I had one on my truck, yep. and it will save your tailgate. It's or the you best investment ever. Get a modern truck that has a lockable tailgate. Dude, I mean, it's our audience. I didn't have one. Yeah. So why should they? I'm saying for, <laughs> for 30 bucks. If you, I'm just saying that if you have an older truck, that's yeah. a perfect example. It's a, it's, but it's, today's new trucks, they they're most of the tailgate's locked. Yeah, we should talk to someone from McGuard. They make uh, lug nuts. That's how you know those guys. McGuard. And just Amazon is where you're going to buy it. Like, for 30 bucks. All right. So why don't we uh, go through Pick a Truck of the Year? And when I was out there, I interviewed, we had 14 people with us. And I interviewed six of the people just to get their opinion of which truck was their favorite, what they liked about the event. And let's start with uh, Editor-in-Chief Jason Gonerman from Truck Train. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Holman here, and I am out in the middle of the Hungry Valley, uh, California State Off-Road Vehicle Recreation Area. And uh, this is the last day of the Truck Train Pickup Truck of the Year. Uh, hashtag P-T-O-T-Y 20. If you want to check out all the pictures on uh, Facebook, Instagram, or head over to trucktrend.com. And Wasn't that a uh, hip-hop song? P-T-O-T-Y. Nope. Oh. And uh, this year was a huge field with 11 trucks. And with me is the editor-in-chief of Truck Trend Magazine, and that's Jason Connerman. Yeah, this year was a, a great field. We had 11 trucks, which was the biggest that we've ever had. And it, <clears throat> with more trucks, adds more complexity. So it's it's been a great week with a great staff, and we think we've done a lot of great testing out here. Well, I think part of the, uh, the, the benefit this year with 11 different trucks, we had all the light-duty diesels that are on the market because most of them have been removed, save for the F-150, which was new a couple years ago. Which we tested last year. Last year, right. And then uh, the, the Colorado diesel, which is a few years old now. Otherwise, uh, we had everything from the third-generation EcoDiesel. We have the um, straight-six Duramax, which, by the way, awesome. The uh, Cummins that with the uh, high output 1,000 uh, pound foot of torque rating as well as the new Super Duty with 475 horse and 1,050 on the uh, torque rating. And of course the L5P and the new heavy duty trucks with uh, the 10-speed transmission. Yeah, that the new the Allison 10-speed. Yeah, so the Ford has 10-speed and the Chevy has a 10-speed or the GMs rather. Um, and people might think 10 speeds sound like too many for a diesel. I can tell you, absolutely not true. The new 10-speed transmissions and the HDs are absolutely phenomenal. And we've proven it on this test that they drive great, they accelerate briskly, and there's just no downside to the more gears. And great shifting. And, and the trucks are smart enough that they'll skip shifts when they need to or skip gears when they need to. Um, and then also we have uh, a couple uh, new vehicles to the test. One of them we can't really talk about too much, but we have the 6.6 Gasser in the heavy duty from General Motors in, in a Chevy Custom. And then we also have the new Ford Tremor Super Duty that has the 7.3 Gasser. That's 430 horsepower and 475 torque. And other than saying that thing is an absolute beast, uh, I, I want to talk more about it, but we are embargoed. Yeah, we cannot <laughs> speak about the two Super Duty trucks until next year, believe yeah. it or not. So, uh We'll just have to uh, tell you that they were here. Yep. They're here and they did great. And you can go to trucktrend.com to uh, <laughs> read more about it. 
Um, you know, a lot of people think that, uh, you know, a manufacturer swoops in and then just gives us, you know, a bunch of money and says, make my truck win, but that's absolutely not the case. Let's talk about what makes uh, Truck Trends of the Year test uh, different than the, you know, some of the other ones out there. Yeah, the Truck Trend test is different in a few distinct ways. The first being that it's not a popularity contest and it's not decided at a popular vote. We don't sit around at desks and say that we all like this particular truck and is the winner. This whole thing is data-driven and it's all judged by uh, by each individual judge they they rate the trucks from a sliding scale and when the numbers shake out that's the truck that wins and it may not always be the one you like the most or you thought would be the winner yeah sometimes we've been surprised a few times with yep. what won and, and collectively the truck the judges like the most and you know it's it's talk about the judging books i mean i i don't think people realize how much work goes into it obviously we have the logistics of taking 11 trucks all over you know the state of california to, from the mountains to the deserts to curvy back roads to the track, towing, off-road, and then the judging books. Yeah, the judging books this year were 111 pages. It's like the world's most evil homework for the people oh, that volunteer to come on this trip. Because every one of those pages has a l whole slew of fields of different things where the trucks need to be rated on. So if we are looking at the field right now in front of us, it's the end of the day, the sun's going down, we're finally wrapping up after a week on the road and, and, and doing a lot, of, a lot of really good work, I think. Which one's your favorite? Which one would you personally take home? And which one were you maybe not so enamored with? Well, it put me on the spot as the one that's running the test here, but I think the, the favorite at the end of the week is the one I can't speak about, the Ford F-250 trimmer. And we'll just have to leave it at that, I so guess. You'd, you'd put the embargo truck in your driveway? I would. I would. That, that, that's enough, yeah. We know which one you'd put in your driveway. Which one would you leave on the street? Oh, that's a loaded question, too, because it's a, been a great field of trucks. If I had to pick one and I, I need to get out of arm's length <laughs> of Holman here, it would be the Jeep Gladiator. What? It's great, great truck in a lot of ways, but... I would rather see a Rubicon. We didn't have a Rubicon on our test, and we had a down. True, it was a, a down a sport, S. Yeah. Well, it was. A, yeah. It was like the most option base model you could have. It was, and it came out to fifty grand. So it was a little bit like, man, that's that's a lot of money for not the truck I really wanted. Um, and it wasn't a Rubicon, so no lockers. Although it acquitted itself quite well off-roading, as it so should have. I will admit that today, on the last day of testing off-roading, we first thing we did was take the doors, the top, and yeah. the bed cover, everything off. We stripped the truck down to what it should be and from the it factory. it was awesome. And it was a blast. So, I don't know, if I had to pick one to not take home, it would be the Gladiator. But All right, that's fine. There's no I'll, fault of its own. I'd be more than happy to put that one in my driveway. All right, well, uh, congratulations on an awesome week. Uh, we had, what, 14, 15 people quite the undertaking and uh i'm pretty uh, i'm pretty excited for uh for finding out who the winner is because you know this was one of those years where we didn't really have a bad truck nope not at all the the judging is going to be uh tense to say the least and i can't wait to share the winner with the world and when will that be we'll announce the winner in january all so right stay tuned all right we'll have you back when when that happens i'm gonna go wander around see who's standing around doing nothing and uh, get them on the podcast we gotta freaking wait till january you cheese dick <laughs> I mean, come on. Really? You're announcing, we were talking about all this stuff like years. Uh -huh. I didn't know it was January. Yeah. I thought it was like the LA Auto Show, which is this month No, because then we have overlords that announce their stuff then, and we don't like stepping on each other. 
All right, why don't you uh, pull up Chad Kirchner? You pull up Chad Kirchner. I'm not pissed. <laughs> this is BS. Just push the button. Oh, hold on. All right, I'm out here with Chad Kirchner, one of our hired guns for the week. We had so many trucks, we had to bring in some mercenaries. And uh, Chad, you're one of the uh, truck experts out in the world that uh, writes about trucks. And we said, come along. What was your impression of uh, being part of the test for the first time? Well, thanks for having me on. Um, this was definitely the most extensive testing that I've seen. Um, I guess I've been doing this for five or six years full time and I've participated in other truck awards and a lot of them are just, you know, go drive a truck for a little bit and just kind of pick what you like. Uh, there is some subjectiveness to this. I mean, you, you, we're, rating, we're rating vehicles based on, you know, what we think how it compares to what the segment should be. Sure. Um, on a 10-point scale. On a 10-point scale. But uh, there's a lot of real ob just objective numbers in it. I mean, all the testing Monday at Auto Club Speedway was all against a GPS stopwatch. Uh, it's a lot more detailed than what maybe I expected going into it. Yeah, we weigh things. We actually have real data. We actually have uh, a lot of empirical that goes into it. Um, what was it like being able to have 11 different trucks that are current at your disposal for the entire week? Well, uh, it's also the first time I've been able to, to do that. Um, as you know, a freelancer that contributes at a bunch of different places, uh, I can maybe get one or two trucks to show up, but the idea of being able to get 11 to show up at one time to be able to drive and test, I mean, that's just overwhelming. Just even thinking about it, especially considering I would have to drive all 11. Um, you know, we spent five days basically driving these trucks. And I still somewhat don't feel like I could use more time. Like yeah, I feel like yeah, I could absolutely. go spend more time in these. Was there any uh, trucks that you spent more time in that you thought that your you know preconceived ideas or what you maybe previously thought about the trucks had changed over time? Sure. So I'll, I'll cite the um, the heavy duty GMC for example, the twenty five hundred. Mm -hmm. On the launch program for that, they had a, a extensive towing sort of thing set yeah. up where you you could play around with all of the different cameras. And I do like all of the f like fifteen different camera options that sure. are available on the new Silverado and. Era. Um, but uh, Monday night when we were trying to cycle through trucks a little faster on the, the performance testing, uh, I tried to back up to a trailer and something that I never noticed on the launch, which was if you leave the rear parking sensors on, it flashes a red warning light on the instrument cluster, or not on the instrument cluster, but on the infotainment display. Um, and it happens to be right where the, the, the hitch guidance is. So as you get closer to the trailer, it starts flashing a light that prevents you from actually seeing the hitch. Um, it's probably a software fix if anyway we're going to fix it but you have to remember to turn the parking sensors off yep. and that's something i never would have noticed and um but in just the hustle of getting through things you start to realize oh well maybe these cameras aren't so great another thing yep. about those cameras is again there's 15 of them but you can't look at two at once the fords uh the super duties in this case but it's the same on their half tons they have the rear view camera and an overhead view camera on the display at the same time unfortunately it's smaller because it's got to fit all of that You're data right, on, the, right. on the screen. But you can, while you watch the hitch guidance, also see where you are relative to the trailer. Well, and also it's one thing to say you have all these cameras, but my experience is that there are some companies that have cameras that are way better than the others. And for sure. example, the Rams. The Rams had these incredibly high-definition cameras, and the screen is high-definition, whereas if you look at the Ford or the GM, the resolution isn't quite as good with their cameras, except for maybe the rear view. But where I noticed it, too, is all the trucks have CarPlay, and they, all the trucks have DICs. Each one of the trucks' DICs was... Perfect contrast ratio, right. super crisp, dark, dark blacks, but then you move over to the infotainment screen, only the RAM had the same quality of screen in the center stack, so the colors were correct. Like, 
CarPlay, that things are supposed to be red or red. Right. In the Ford and in the Chevy, they felt like the white balance was off, the contrast or brightness was too high, and all the reds were pink on there. It just yeah. kind of bugged me that that experience was so much different in those two two other trucks. It's even worse when with CarPlay specifically. It's even worse if you have it set to show the new bright mode, the new daytime yeah. mode. During the day, I leave it in the night mode all the time because otherwise it, it the contrast it really washes it out. Yeah, yeah the, both the, uh, the Jeep, the uh, Gladiator, and then the Ram Rebel here both have very, very good cameras yeah and and the display that displays them is also really high resolution and you have to have both for it to all to work out absolutely um one of the camera views i did like on i believe it was the gms is when you put your blinker on it'll show you the side view yes with the trailer so that you can see make sure you're not clipping curves right. and stuff with your trailer axles and, and that's that was pretty cool it's kind of like honda's lane watch yeah. except with like the trailer which is right. which is great um on uh, when I was with uh, Brett Evans, we were drive partners on the GMC, the Sierra program, and we were trying to press Tim Herrick, who I don't know if you've had on, uh, but absolutely, um, we were pressing him on like, hey, can you enable this just without the trailer? Right. And he's like, oh, we got some dummy plugs that we can use back at back at sure. uh, the proving grounds, but he's like, it's something we've considered. And one thing that I really like appreci and appreciate about the GM cameras, especially on the off-roading stuff that we did today, was the cameras will stay on, certain camera views will stay on at higher speeds. Sure. Um, so I was, they're usable when yeah. you're driving. Yeah, I was trying to use the the one of the other products today, and even though I was on an off-road trail, once I got past like eight or ten miles an hour, the camera went away. And what's the point of a front camera if it yeah, doesn't right. stay on I long enough? Totally to agree. Go. A lot of manufacturers, unless it's low range, they usually turn off at five miles an hour. And there's times where you could definitely use more than that. Right. Uh, okay. So uh, put you on the spot here. Sure. Which truck out of all these, uh, your personal favorite that you'd want in your driveway, and which one would you leave on the street? Okay, um, it, it's the second, it's the second cheapest car here, or the least expensive, second least expensive. Um, but I didn't care for the Silverado 2500 yeah. Custom that uh -huh. much. Uh, the 6.6 gas, it's, it's, I'm sure it's a fine engine, but it's really hindered by the fact that General Motors decided to use the 6-speed six six instead of going to the 10-speed. Or even um, the 8. Yes, or even an 8. Um, so I think that having driven um, some of the other vehicles here with... The 10 speeds are awesome. The I know uh, we just yeah. keep trying to impress upon people too. You've driven one, you don't right. realize how good those those transmissions are. Right, and I mean, like even look at like the Ranger, like the the two three. You think, oh no, it's a two three four cylinder. Yeah. It's got to be junk, and it's it, because it's mated to that uh, to ten, a ten, 10 speed. speed yeah. It can use that's that. That's the really best thing well. about the Ranger is the drivetrain. Yeah. For, oh yeah, for sure. Um, so that's probably. I, I would like to think that a work truck trim of maybe the new Super Duty. Uh, yeah. Or the work truck trim or the Ram with the eight-speed would be a probably possibly be a better choice. Yeah, um, we haven't driven either one of those, so um, it's hard to say for sure. But I just like I like the idea of the big gas engine. Yeah. Just the transmission really lets it down. Um, ones that maybe I like better. Ones I'd like to take home. Um, I think a lot of people are going to gravitate towards uh, the Super Duty because of just its price and its creature comforts. Sure. If you go look at a current Super Duty Limited. I mean, it's 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 loaded the same way with any top tier Ram or any top tier yeah. GM product. Um, so I, I you know kind of want to just say that and call it a day. But I like the AT4, the Sierra Halfton AT4. I like the diesel a lot. That three liter diesel, great drive train. with the ten speed. With the ten speed, it's almost good enough to make me forget that the interior isn't at the same level yeah. as the Ram. I, right. I think that's where I, I think that's where I said it, it's. We it, won't hold you to these, but okay. we just we just you know we want to get a, a feel for end of the test right now what you're thinking so yeah well i mean all of these trucks are 
all these trucks are so different. Yeah, they are. Um, and in different purposes, and we yeah. have to think of them in different ways and different use cases, all that kind of right. stuff. Right. I mean, some in some ways, I want the ring or the Ranger or the Gladiator just because it's smaller. It'll yeah. fit in the garage. It's easier on the the, the, the slower trails sure. and stuff like that. So. All right, man. Well, appreciate it. Thanks for coming out and helping us. I appreciate you having me. That was a good review. Yeah, I love Chad. He is probably one of the most diligent uh, freelancers out there. A lot of people will say, hey, I want to freelance for you, and they kind of do half-assed work. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chad is very thorough, and as you can tell by his interview, knows trucks and and really picks out the detailed differences that really affect that kind of day-to-day stuff, which is why you know we wanted to have him on and and be a part of uh, part of our test this year because I think he brings something to the table that you know I think people overlook, but when you have to live with the trucks day in and day out, he's looking at that kind of stuff. Um, let's do uh, Jared Corfage, who's the uh, one of our staff editors at uh, Four Wheeler Magazine, and we brought him along, and he's got a good off-road perspective. Okay, I'm with uh, Four Wheeler Magazine staff editor Jared Corfage, who came along for the ride, and uh, Jared, uh, was this your first truck trend? No, you were, you've been on truck trends of the year before. This is my third truck trend Man, of the year. Man, you've been around us this long. Jared's our new guy, and we still call him the new guy, even though he's been here for like three years I now. started last week, Sean. <laughs> What's my name? What's your name? Hey, uh, so from a four-wheeler perspective, um, you know, every one of these trucks was a four-by-four. Four. Is there any of them that impressed you? Uh, which one would you take home, and which one would you leave on the trailer? Oh, boy. So I was looking at these trucks thinking, okay, if you're actually going to go out there and wheel something. Yeah. There are only a couple trucks that are designed for wheel. And some of them, I'd say the focus is on towing and hauling. Yep. For and by me, the way, all of these trucks we took on trails and wheeling, and they can all do it. But you have to be really careful, and you got to watch your tires and pick your lines. You know, the Ranger, the Gladiator, um, those are vehicles that are, are like little trail trail machines. And they're made for the trail. But all of these trucks are incredibly capable and, and surprisingly so. Mm-hmm. And everything can also tow. And everything can tow, yep. And darn do we test that. I had my eyes on the Sierra AT4. Okay. I put every truck I jumped in today on the off-road course, I drove it through the same loop, same bumps, same speed, and that one didn't jostle me as much. Didn't didn't bottom out, didn't make any scary sounds, didn't hurt me. Truck didn't get hurt. I liked it. All right. Pointed up the hill climb, all the... Lockers in the back had enough clearance to get through the articulation dips. Was that before or after Chad ripped off the uh, running boards? <laughs> I, I did not. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to guess it's after. I think that happened pretty clears. quick. Yeah, yeah, it did. That was within the first five minutes, so it had some <laughs> extra clearance on Pat driver. Or the side. clearance it should have had all, all along. I don't know. You're siding toward AT4. I'm, I might even be more partial to the interior of that GM. Something about right. the simplicity of the GM interior. Yeah. It doesn't rub everyone I'm in the right you, way. I'm telling you, you're in the minority, but I, we'll, we'll let you have it. I'm planting my flag there, and I will be alone <laughs> and proud. All right. Well, uh, thanks for uh, coming on the uh, test and uh, lending your off-road experience to, uh, to the judging. Thanks, Sean. All right. So the next one we have is uh, Stephanie Wilcox, who uh, used to work for us, and she was part of the truck team. We brought her back as a freelancer. And I think she kind of brings a unique perspective to this. I think we all get jaded because we're truck guys all the time. We're in and out of trucks. She sort of brings a female perspective, and then sort of she's looking for different things. So I, I, I like what she added to the test this year. All right. So Stephanie's not exactly your quintessential truck person, I wouldn't say, but she's been around all of us dudes for a long time talking trucks and did all of our socials. So she knows a little bit. I just want to see from your perspective, what was the truck that you liked the most, and which one did you like the least, and what, surpri- what surprised you? I tried to come at this as more of a consumer, because yeah. I felt like that's I what fair. I was going to understand best. I think my favorite truck was probably 
The Chevy Silverado 1500. Ooh, okay. Yeah, All I right. know. The LTZ. Um, yes, the LTZ. The, the blue one. Yes, okay. yes. Um, We're standing in front of it right now. We are standing in front of it right now. And I think the best way for me to describe it is it was the truck that I most intuitively connected with. It was really easy for me to kind of get the feel for how to drive it. Um, it was almost like I've been behind the wheel of it for years. And it made it really easy for me to you know, get comfortable driving it on the road, going on the dirt, doing what I needed Visibility, to do. Visibility, seating position, the tech, all that stuff together. Yeah, that's a big thing for me. I'm not a tall person, you know, so big trucks are a little intimidating for me. And uh, I mean, being able to see over the dash is really important. <laughs> yeah, well, it tends to be important when you're driving. Yeah, and that's definitely one thing I liked about the Silverado. But again, like I said, it just, it felt like I've been driving it for years. And I've honestly, I've never owned a truck. So that in and of itself surprised the house. So is this the one where you would feel comfortable, you could take it home in your driveway and drive it every day and you would have no problems? No problems. I mean, you saw me trying to back up some of the bigger trucks this week. I did see that. I think we yelled stop a few times. Stop! (laughs) Stop! What's she doing? And on this one, I mean, it was no problem. I mean, depth reception wise, I was able to handle it the way I needed to handle it. So that... Did she almost crash? No, no. She She was awesome. She's always a pro. That would probably be my choice as like a daily driver perspective. All right. Which was the truck that you liked the least and and why? The Chevy Silverado 2500 Custom. Yeah. I just thought it was, it was, it's not a bad truck. It's not a great truck. It's an average truck. Yeah. It's also a work work truck trim. Exactly. And that's the thing is like, if you are a working man, this is the truck for you. Yeah. You'll probably hop in there and go, if this is my new work truck, I'm probably stoked. But for the rest of us that are, it's our our everyday truck. It just, you know, the bench seat's cool, but. We, we like consoles and storage and yeah i mean having a little bit of the bells and whistles is definitely nice and that's not to say that the 2500 custom didn't have some of that sure. but it's just there wasn't really anything about it when i was driving it that was like this is fantastic yeah, that wowed you plus it's a giant truck too there is that. probably more more truck than you would want in your in your life i would imagine yeah but i mean like i drove the ram 3500 and i was really surprised which was a with... one ton long yeah. bed thousand pound feet of torque and i mean i, I mean... thought i was gonna have a really hard time with that because it is a long bed but i ended up being really surprised at how well that, I can handle it. That truck is actually rides a little stiff because it's got leaf springs and it's a one ton. Yes. But that aside is an incredibly comfortable truck. You could chew up all sorts of miles just driving down the road in that truck. Yeah, and that's one of the things I was thinking about too is like this is a comfortable truck yeah. if I have to haul road like, trip. Hours, yeah. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. We usually don't test long beds because of the off road. We usually have manufacturers send us short beds, but mm-hmm. we had a crew cab long bed, and uh, I think people people thought going in, man, that's going to be the hard riding one. I don't want. But I think everybody's like, holy crap, this thing is really plush and I love driving it. It's actually an incredibly nice truck to drive. 100%. I mean, I think that's probably going to be my most surprising pick is just how much I enjoyed that because I thought for sure all of these big trucks were going to be super intimidating to me. I was totally comfortable in that. Um, center console, the little display on there, yeah. huge. But I yeah, love that you inch. can split that ticket. Like you can yeah. split the screen. The cards is what they call it. So yes, you have Apple you. CarPlay on the top, and <laughs> yeah. you can have all the vehicle functions. And you I like that because I can them. have yeah. my navigation going, yep. which is important for me. I'm directionally challenged. <laughs> I can openly admit that. Yeah, you got to have Siri tell you where to go next. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. But I mean, yeah, and the storage options in there is just amazing. What did you think of, you know, from your standpoint of being thinking as a consumer? Mm-hmm. Let's look at all the trucks. Not which is the best in terms of driving. But I'm curious, which one do you think had the best mirrors and best visibility? Because you're, you know, probably what, 5'2"? 5'3", 5'4". Okay, so yeah. you're you definitely, you're using the, the height adjustment on the seat. You're remove, using the adjustable pedals when they have it. You're using the mirrors. Oh, yeah. Which truck did you feel the most comfortable with in terms of visibility? Are we talking about like a big truck? No, just all of them. Just which any? one were you able to hop in? You said, you know what, this this truck is, is cool 
you know, visibility wise for, for a shorter person. I mean, again, that was a big selling point with the, the 1500. Yeah, because the way that the, the windshield is done, like the way it slopes, yeah. it's a little bit lower than some of the windshields on these other bigger trucks. So the visibility over the dash for yeah. me, way easier. Yeah. Um, that being said, I'm trying to think. So the Ram has those big like elephant ears that flip up. The Super Duty kind of had the, the mirror on top and bottom. And then the uh, Chevy Heavy Duty's had the big mirror that's off the door. You know what? Driving the Super Duties, the, the double mirrors yeah. really intimidated me at first. But when I got on the freeway, God, they were just <laughs> yeah. clutch. They were so good. I thought for sure like my blind spots were going to be just completely. Sure. And yes, I know that most of them have like cameras and yeah. the lane detection. But you know, I'm old school. I like my mirrors. Yeah. And so ha some of the bigger trucks that had those dual mirrors going, per I mean totally awesome all right most important question okay can you drive stick <sighs> my father-in-law is going to teach me because he was very disappointed that i also <laughs> said no <laughs> see that's why we had to fire you that's, <laughs> I, you didn't fire me you miss uh, me we do miss you all right well thanks so much for hanging out with us this week and giving us a uh, a lady's perspective and also kind of uh, a consumer perspective because i think uh, all of uh, all of us guys that are surrounded by trucks all the time we sort of kind of are in our groove and it's good to have somebody like you come in and, and straighten us out yeah no thank you so much for having me this has been a really fun week i feel like i've learned a lot and of course it was always good to see you guys again oh thank you <laughs> Would you fire someone for not knowing how to drive stick? Uh, I actually will not hire somebody who doesn't drive stick. One of my first questions in any interview is, can you drive stick? Mm. Because if you're working for an enthusiast media, enthusiast organization, representing media, I am of the mindset that you cannot be a true enthusiast unless you know how to drive stick. That's my personal opinion, and uh, I don't ever want my people to be caught you know, out in the world going, I don't know how to do this. Mm. You should be able to drive every vehicle and use all functions and all that kind of stuff. All right, so uh, next up we got uh, KJ Jones talking about the diesels in the test. All right, I found uh, KJ Jones, who you guys uh, know well as the editor-in-chief of Diesel Power Magazine, and KJ was out on our of the year test. And KJ, how awesome was this for you? You get to drive pretty much every new diesel on the market in, in one place. Yeah, this was really cool, Sean. Um, it's one of those deals where we go on media drives and we've had opportunities to drive the truck. Sure. But media drives versus something like this are, are apples and oranges, man. You know, yeah, this is our own backyard, our trails, our roads. Our roads. And, you know, a media drive for the most part is a prescribed, uh, choreographed deal. You know what I mean? And while this was very well choreographed by Jason, you know, we were on public roads for quite long distances oh, yeah. and, and spent a lot of time. And you swapped know, in a, off, every off 20 road. miles or Exactly. Whatever. Moved around all of the trucks, you know, and this is fantastic for us. Me and John, you know, are really in, in uh, hog heaven with it being so many diesel-powered trucks out here this year. All right. So uh, we uh, we talked about having the uh, the 3-liter EcoDiesel, the Gen 3, the 3-liter Duramax uh, inline 6, the L5P Duramax, which is the new 6.6 that's in the Chevy Heavy Duties. Um, was out last year, but new in the new body style, the new trucks. We have the 1,000-pound-foot uh, Cummins, and we also have the 1,050-pound-foot Ford 6.7, both yes, of those 6.7s. Which of these powertrains were you the most impressed with, and, and what do you think about the state of the light-duty diesel truck industry? Uh, I think the state of the light-duty diesel truck industry is pretty strong, regardless of what might be you know, the scuttle as of late regarding diesel as a whole and then, you know, light duty, et cetera. Forget all that. You know, for here and now, uh, this is a really good time for, for light duty trucks and for the big three manufacturers to to be producing, you know, half-ton platform with diesel and then the mid-sizes as well. It's, you know, there's your answer right there. If they're building it, hopefully, you know, hopefully people will come. But, you know, it's from where I sit, I think people should come because 
the diesels uh, collectively are, are just such a superior you know platform as far as engine goes and, and drivetrain goes so I think it's up to people like Jason and and Brett at Truck Trend and then also me and John at Diesel Power to just communicate that message for people who might be on the gas side and have you know sedans and, and, and automobiles versus trucks if they're going to come into the truck space consider the diesel versus the gasser. Alright so 3 liter versus 3 liter what did you think about the Gen 3 Eco Diesel versus the first gen Duramax inline six? The Gen 3 Eco Diesel is much better than the first gen eco diesel. Agreed. Let's just start that up front. Um, however, head-to-head, mano-a-mano, uh, the nod has to go to GM. Yeah. Uh, GM in its, uh, it's Sierra and its, and its Chevy, Chevy Silverado and the GMC Sierra uh, 1500. That 3-liter i6 is just really a bang-up a bang up job of an engine and the Lots transmission. Lots of torque all over. Trans works great. It's awesome. It's just a really good package. Let's I've been saying that for a while now. Let's tell people, if you're a Ram Eco Diesel owner now and you're interested in stepping up to a new truck, you will not be disappointed oh, at no, all. Oh, no, no, no. 0%. 0%. But back-to-back, because the stuff doesn't happen in a vacuum, the inline six and the GM is a phenomenal powertrain. It really is. It's a great powertrain, um, you know, and that's not taking a lot away from Ram, not no. whatsoever. They're close. They're very close, but, but as far as pound for pound, you know, yeah. that that package in the GM trucks is awesome. All right, the big trucks, the six six, the six seven, and the six in the Oof. six seven. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Once again, you know, you're looking at a truck or a platform that's not the most powerful. Yeah. But I think in the GM, it's it's one of the better functioning. That 10 speed's amazing. Exactly. It's one of the better functioning combinations. Um, the Ram, you know, that truck. Unstoppable. Uh, it's a workhorse, It's man. so comfortable. <laughs> it definitely. We had a 3500, <clears throat> excuse me, Laramie, um, yeah. a big, a long bed. Long bed as crew well. Cab. Crew cab, four wheel drive. Yep, a beast. That truck was a beast. And, and really, and with by the that way, engine, I think if you're doing something like working and maybe not going as high line, just that yeah, engine yeah. is something went else. Went everywhere all the other trucks went, by absolutely. the way. Yeah, absolutely. Super capable, great, great platform. Although, after being in the Ford and being in the GM, I kind of wonder how good would that Cummins feel with a 10 speed behind it? I think it would. I think it would be. You know, it might put in the it game. over the top. It'd, yeah. be, it'd, be, it'd really be in the game right yeah. now. You know, as far as 10 speeds go, that is the transmission to have yeah. behind these engines now, especially yeah. with the torque uh, that they're putting out. The torque management and the mapping of the transmission to engine is really, really good in both the uh, the Ram and the um, and the. In the other ones. Well, <laughs> and that one too. That so one, this is we can't talk too much one, about that, it. That one too. Uh, it was it was great to get behind the wheel of those. We'll have uh, we'll definitely have some more information on those in an upcoming episode. Really awesome to see the uh, all the innovations in the in the diesel industry. Definitely. Um, but definitely was super surprised by how good. Not surprised, but amazed. I guess would would be a better word for those uh, the Duramax inline six. I mean, it's a hell of an engine, and it's it's makes that truck so good. Yeah, I mean, as far as. Um if I get the Ram interior and I could have the the GM powertrain, man, it would be well, a hell of a truck. That would be a hell of a truck. But with the the Silverado 15 and then even the um, the Sierra, the 1500s, what I've kind of assessed is that maybe that Z71 badge needs to come off. And really, if you just set it down a little bit lower and you know put a nice little effects package on or something like that, you could put SS badges on this. Thing. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It, it, it's, it's really like a good little sporty. street sporty type truck. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for uh, coming out, and uh, always love hearing the diesel perspective from you. And, uh, well, it's the end of the day, so uh, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> Me too, man. Thanks, Sean. All right, brother. KJ's uh, the best. He's the shiznit, yeah, as they I, say. I love KJ. It's kind of cool. We had Jared on for off-road perspective. He 
KJ on for a diesel perspective. You had Stephanie kind of from a consumer perspective. So it's kind of neat to hear all the voices. The last one we have is Brett Evans, who's staff editor on Truck Trend. And uh, Brett had uh, decided he was going to take everything off the Gladiator and drive through a giant mud pit. <laughs> I love Brett. All right, I'm here with uh, Brett Evans, who uh, is staff editor on Truck Trend. And Brett, you just put the uh, doors and top back on the Gladiator um, after driving it topless and doorless through a giant mud puddle. And you are covered in mud, except for your, uh, looks like you have a seatbelt line across your shirt there. Very, yeah. uh, very nice. Looks yeah. like uh, the mud rained down on you. And I'm, I don't even want to look inside that thing. It's bad. It's really bad. <laughs> what did you do to this poor Jeep? I did exactly what it was intended to All do. Right. I took the doors and roof off and I took it off-roading. All right, so you, in the beginning of the week, were sort of like, Gladiator, don't really get it, not my favorite. Today, yeah. I've never seen you smile so much and throw your arms in the air and be so muddy and happy and dirty. And you're like, that's the one I'm taking home this weekend. Yeah, I mean, that's, this is, that's where this truck comes into its own. It's the only truck on the market that you can remove the top and the doors. So, I mean, open air fun is what it's all about. It's not really, honestly, not amazing for towing or for payload. It's more like a really fun lifestyle truck that you can then also like- Do those other trucking yeah, things. Yeah, exactly, if you need to do them occasionally. Uh, this is the one I'd pick for sure. You know, I, I could fit my motorcycle in the back with the tailgate down. So it does those trucky things, but then I also can take the roof off when I really want to have a good time. Yeah, well, it's funny because it looked like you're living in a Jeep commercial when you're driving through <laughs> the mud pit and stuff out here, and we were all laughing. Uh, yeah, it is it's completely covered right now. Yeah, it really is. I feel bad for the detailers who are going to take it over. <laughs> this is this is option sort of weird. This is a base model Sport. I think they gave it to us because it has the max towing package on it. But it's really, it's a $50,000 Sport, and I think that's sort of, Kind of threw us all off because it. I think if they sent us a Rubicon or uh, or Overland, I think we would have the price would have been more palatable. This feels even though it has adaptive cruise and has CarPlay and Nav and it has a decent stereo, it has cloth seats and and it has the base wheel and tire package and it just doesn't feel and it's silver like it's silver and gray so it just doesn't look fun. Yeah. And I think that if it were red or blue, it was a Rubicon, just something more exciting. I think you know we would have warmed up to it sooner. But it really took taking it out off-road to, to see it. I, I, Definitely. I, you know, I think if you're going to buy this truck uh, and you want uh, more content, start with an Overland or a Rubicon. I mean, I, I built one. Once we got done playing with this, I built one on the Jeep website. I built a Sport S with a few of the goodies that I wanted, and it was... Forty forty thousand dollars, and so that 10, seems a little more less than yeah. ten thousand less, and that seems a little this more. This is a palatable. lot better at forty thousand, you know. Definitely. Would you call it option jockeying? Option jockeying, yeah. yeah. Just do some option jockeying and get exactly what you want, and not you know not a lot of the extra frippery. And I think this is a much more palatable truck at forty, or get yeah. a Rubicon and a yeah, Rubicon at fifty, up to 50 yeah. or fifty-five. Then then it makes sense that there makes too. Yeah. Sense. This was yeah. just a weird a weird mix of low low trim level and lots of options. Um, I will say it definitely needs some better tires. Yeah. Definitely needs a monotube shock and definitely needs more sway bar in the back. Absolutely. Those, those changes would transform this truck. I mean, the drivability on road is not bad, but once yeah. it's loaded down, it does get a little you bit sketchy and, and a sway bar would do wonders for that. Yeah, it was great in stable towing, but I think payload is where we noticed Payload that, was really kind of scary. Yeah. So uh, we would definitely recommend more sway bar in the back. All right. Yep. Uh, out of all these trucks that are here, which is the one that's uh, uh, Gladiator side? Which one stood out to you, or which one were you most impressed with? I've dri I've driven it before, so I didn't I knew what to expect, and I've heard some of my colleagues mention it as well. But GM's three-liter Duramax i6 yeah. is paired with the 10-speed. It's amazing. It's yeah. such a smooth engine. It doesn't rattle at all. Really quiet. quiet. Yeah. Um, and it was averaging you know 23 miles per gallon in off-road driving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like in, in kind of some uncomfortable off-road driving, and so it's really. Really kind of an impressive 
truck. It, it was the one that I was thinking like, if my parents wanted a truck, I'd point them right to this, mm -hmm. you know, get them right in one of these that they can feel comfortable in the winter time, but also get really good fuel economy and, and have all the space that they need. Anyway, all right, uh, what'd you think? Uh, let's see, what else we got? Oh, the Ranger. Ranger's great. It's a great little truck. That's another one that I think benefits from some option jockeying because yeah. it's a that's a forty six thousand yeah. dollar truck as it sits, and that's a little it's too a much. A little for too what much, it is. I think so too for the interior quality. And yeah, stuff like that. you just start feeling like like that truck at thirty nine, probably pretty nice. Yeah, mid forties. Mm, I'm I'm thinking twice before I'm signing that check. Yeah, the the XLT with the FX four package is the perfect sweet spot in that yeah. truck. You still get the two point three liter and the ten speed, so you get all the power that you want and the suspension's pretty well tuned for daily driving and off-roading, so really kind of a jack of all trades, but it's a little steep at 46. Yeah, and, and it's a little small on the inside too, although yeah. some people want that for garageability and whatnot. Yeah. Okay, um, we haven't really talked too much. What about the Ram Rebel with the EcoDiesel? It, that's a good one too. I love the Rebel. That was my pick last year. Yeah, uh, that was my favorite truck in the test. Definitely um, one of my one of my favorites that's out there. Yeah, and and the Eco Diesel doesn't do anything to harm it. The engine's a little bit heavier than the Hemi, so you feel it yeah. a little bit more on the on the, the up and yeah. downs. But um, you know, otherwise, it's a really well composed truck, and it benefits from the the Ram's stellar interior yeah. quality. I mean, it's just a good base truck made better with an efficient diesel engine. All right, well, uh, now uh, now that we've covered all these trucks, I think it's time for us to uh, call it a week and uh, go home. I know we both have a lot of uh, judging books to fill out to, right. to get to Jason next week, and then I think we'll be announcing the winner sometime in January, so we'll uh, definitely be talking more about it then. But thanks for uh, thanks for a great week, and yeah. uh, thanks for putting the Gladiator through the mud and, and, I don't know, living the dream. Sincerely, my pleasure. <laughs> all right, we're, uh, we're out of here. Lightning, sorry you couldn't come. You're not sorry at all. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. I, I would have been interested in what your feedback was on each of those new trucks. I would have been an absolute hog heaven. I know, but you would have, like, if you have one new truck, you're like, Rah! what would it have with 11? And you wouldn't even know. Fortunately, there's like a uh, rotation, so you know which truck you're in next. Because I think you would just go to every truck and try and be like, oh, I want to be the I would just squirrel. Be, yeah, I would squirrel. I squirrel. Would dry, squirrel. Dry hump every, squirrel. every, every uh, bumper. Squirrel. Yeah, you'd probably lick all the door handles and stuff. Mine! <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Hey, uh, let me see that uh, binder you got over there. Nope. The one that says truck trend right on it. The one that is a hundred and something pages? Can I see that? Nope. Let me see this. Nope. I won't open it. Just let me see it. No, you're looking No, let me seriously. The one with all the colorful uh, rainbow tabs on yep. it. Like, Come on, seriously. Yeah. Let me see. What's in there? I know what's in there. That's why I want to see it. you know what? We are, uh, we're going to take our episode photo with this book. Are we? Yeah, we are. That's then let me just a... hold it. I won't say anything. I won't. I won't read it out loud. I just want to see this 2020 pickup truck of the year. Oh wow! This booklet belongs to Sean Holman That's in right. print. That's right. They're serious. They are serious. What's the, what's the uh, unlock code for the Hasp? Yeah, you don't get that. No, let me see that. Seriously, get, bring it back Hold over. On. Let me look at it. Let me look at it. I'm just gonna look at the table of contents. Uh huh. Oh, okay. It just it shows everything that for your consideration. Yeah. And it shows uh, all the makes and models, all, all the, the Monroni's. horsepower and torque numbers, yep. and the quick references of all of them. This is yep. really neat. What we're doing each day, who to contact, staff phone numbers. Someone did a lot of organization for this booklet. Yep. Damn, it is day by day schedule, like yep. minute by minute, where yep. you have to be. This is legit, dude. Holy mackerel. Look at we this. We take this seriously. Your rotations and all the comments and all the forms you need to fill out to make it official. 
Dang. It's legit, dude. It's not just a couple of dudes hanging out drinking beers, driving trucks. Oh no, man, this is uh this is a big deal. Wow. This is a big deal. So uh All right, you can this have this. Is, back. This is why the industry gives us eleven trucks, and this is why Ford gives us pre-production uh, prototypes because this is the type of work that we put into trying to figure out which trucks uh, are gonna win. January, right? Yeah. That's why I hated you earlier. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So do you say why the trucks win, or do you oh, just yeah. say, here's no, a trophy, a, and no, that's the, the full story behind it? Okay. And then we also have two more truck awards that we still have to do. In December, Four Wheeler will be testing another group of trucks for the off-road packages and stuff. Is so we that have, the one that we end up seeing at the auto show, or no? Both of them are. Okay. They're just staggered. So usually we have Truck Trend is uh, the awards at the Detroit Auto Show in January, which has been moved to uh, June of this year. So that'll uh, throw a little bit of a wrench in it. And then the four-wheeler award is typically given out at like Chicago Auto Show, which is usually in February. Okay. So, but uh, yeah, so four-wheeler, we have four-wheeler SUV of the year, four-wheeler pickup truck of the year coming up. If you want to find out everything about Truck Trend's pickup truck of the year, head over to uh, trucktrend.com or at trucktrend on Instagram. Is it fun or is it work? It's both. Is it? Yeah. No, it's a grind. It's definitely a grind. Uh, one night, we got $154 of Jack in the Box. <laughs> we bought them out of egg rolls and tacos and everything else, and we went back to the hotel room with a cooler full of beer and... 10 of everything on Jack in the Box's menu, and we all hung out in the hotel room drinking beer and eating Jack in the Box. Wow. After, uh, After a long day. Coachella, two years ago, we okay. went through a Del Taco drive through Yep. And it was 210 bucks. Yeah, that sounds about right. Do you have any idea how much Del Taco- Dude, that's a full backseat. $210 is? Do you know how many is? bags and wrappers that is? Like, how do you- What do you do with the trash? I, I want to say it was somewhere around like 30 bags. Yeah, that's a lot. So but it through was the drive-thru. That's kind of a dick move, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we couldn't go in. Oh, was, was it after hours? Oh, hell yeah! It was oh, after yeah, the main yeah. stage act went off, and we You're were like, "I'm going to buy two hundred dollars." I know what they did. So we did had they pulled three... out McDonald's BS, where they say your order's not ready. Go park around front, and we'll bring it to you. Or did you sit there at the window waiting for your two hundred dollars of Dell to uh, be uh, delivered? How did we? No, they bag after bag after bag. They just wow. loaded it in. It's impressive. Right, it was, uh, we had three vans full of dudes. Down by the river? Girls. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Speaking of Del Taco, I was with my kid. Yeah, which one? And uh, my, my youngest. Okay. And this is two years ago. We were coming back from something in the desert. Where were we? I don't remember. We were out by Joshua Tree. And I we pull into a Del Taco. It's like, um, oh, you know where we were? I know exactly where we were. Where? Coming out of uh, Johnson Valley from uh, King of the Hammers. Oh, there you go. February. Yeah, so coming out of King of the Hammers and we yeah, went- Bear Valley through, Road? Uh, yes, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Old Woman Springs, Bear, Bear Valley to the 15 in Victorville. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we went, no, the 15 back towards Palm Springs. No, no, no. Then you were on the, um, uh, what was that? The, that's the one that goes through Landers, right? Yes. Yeah. So you were on the- uh, was it I don't 20, know what 29? It is. Yeah, it's a 29. 29. It is a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you drive out through Landers, and then you end up off the 40 or the 10? Uh, the 10. Yeah, okay. It's the 10 freeway. Yeah. So we pull in. It's, I don't know, 10, 11 o'clock at night, whatever, and uh, there's Del Taco, and we're waiting in line, and I hear this guy kind of yelling, uh, three, three, he's in a truck, like three spaces up, and he's at the window, or getting his food. And I pull up to the window, or to, to, the, uh, to the squawk box to place my order, and he pulls around and parks kind of uh, to, to, to my left is the squawk box okay. and, the, and, and the menu. He's just on the other side. He had already got his food and he was leaving. 
And the woman on the, on the speaker says, ah, oh, what can, can I take your order, please? And I go, yeah, I'm going to have it. And just as I start talking, the guy looks over to me, stops his truck, rolls down the window, and goes, yo, what you looking at? And I go, I'm going to order my burrito. He goes, yo, I'm loaded. I'll blast you, mother effer. I'll blast you. And he starts freaking out on and me. And then because he had Del Taco, he turned around. And he Dude, was like, this guy was straight crazy serious. Yeah, I'm thinking, out there. I'm trying to order a burrito. Like, what? Yeah, blast that's, me. That's, I just pulled up. That's not a burrito time. And, and my kid was like, what the heck is going on here? And I thought for sure he's insane, right? And he keeps yelling at me. And, and I just go, ordering a burrito, dude. That's all I'm doing. Pull through, and the girl's like, "I'm so sorry about that." He comes through every single night at this time and harasses all of our, all of our uh, patrons. And sometimes the cops show up, and sometimes they don't. Wow, just weird. Yeah, just did you see your life flash in front of your face? I did, I thought I because I heard him yelling earlier at the at the oh, at the girl. You, you knew what was happening. I knew that he was going to continue to yell, yeah. so I wasn't super freaked out. You're a little freaked out. I was a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I I don't I don't pack uh, heat like you do. Two forty seven. Highway 247. Highway 247. Yeah. To yeah. 62. Morongo Valley area, right? Yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking 29 Palms, not Highway 29. Yeah, boy, did we get off on uh, sidetrack. Yeah. Woo. Well, well uh, woo. let's, let's uh, bring it back. We got a yeah. uh, couple emails before we end the show. We're not done yet? I mean, we can be done. Do you want to no, save these no, for the next let's, time? No, let's, let's, we hey, got a couple. We got the people. Let's right, give them let's what do they it. want. You email. Yeah. I email. Do it. Going first. Uh, you go. All right, I'll go. All right, so this one's titled uh, Future of Junkyards. Hey, Lightning and Holman, says Paul. Uh, listening to your podcast keeps me sane as I drive hundreds of miles to and from my job testing asphalt. Yes. Testing asphalt. Asphalt. Yes, he says it is ordered by the ton. Testing asphalt. That's what he says. Uh, Trevor's question about the future of today's vehicles in junkyards is a legitimate concern. With the amount of computers and emissions controls in today's cars and trucks, finding usable parts is going to be difficult. Due to the materials and the controllers that are made of and the poor quality, I think that they will deteriorate in a short amount of time. Old cars have lasted because they were made out of steel. I see the guys on Motor Trend swapping LS and Hemi motors into everything, but getting rid of all the stock electronics. Keep up the good work and 4.75 stars. Why 4.75? Why? That's, that's rude. Well, what? Why not give us 5.25 and then we'll just round down, pal? <laughs> so, I mean, he's agreeing and uh, junkyards of the future. Not sure how those will all pan out. All right. Well, uh, funny. Are we going to be able to take a uh, new Duramax and rebuild it? Yeah, the engine will be fine. It's just what do you put it in? Yeah. Mm. You won't be able to control it. No, you'll be able to control it. The aftermarket will be there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, I got one from Casey. says, uh, Dearest hosts, your audio panning shenanigans got me good this weekend. I was driving my 85 F-250 that my dad bought when I was four out in the woods when Holman disappeared. Ooh, that is... By the way, I don't know that I like the sentence, I was out in the woods when Holman disappeared. (laughs) I'm I'm not sure that this is going in the right direction. Look at this OBS Ford, 
And he's got the uh, big bumper on the front, like with that. That's like a pre OBS for but, but it is pre OBS. No, but look at this. Look at that. Yep. Look at that rusty like chain. Like a Warren Transformer or something like that with a winch in it and with a whole lot of rusty chain. Now the blue, like a smile. What is this blue guard up here? Like a uh, not a rock guard. Yeah, what rock guard. Is a rock guard yeah. up mm-hmm. uh, at the top yeah. of his grill? Yeah, protect- protects the hood, hood deflector. Yeah, hood deflector. But an old school vertical one, not one that's molded to the hood. The hood deflector is the word I was looking for, the term, yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, so he says, uh, when Holman disappeared and came back and then disappeared again and came back. Oh, one of his speakers was blown. And lightning vanished and came back. With every bump and pothole I'd hit, I'd lose a co-host until I hit another. <laughs> By the way, that's that's a great line. I'd lose a co-host until I'd hit it. I hit my co-host all the time. Turns out my phone was dangling by the aux cord and the jack was tugging, causing me to lose channels while you fellas were joking around the mixer. Attaches a photo of the truck because I can. <laughs> Thanks for the awesome podcast. Five stars. Five star review. Five stars. Nice. And yeah, buddies all around. Yeah, buddy. That was from our buddy Casey C. Owen from Bones Custom Creations. Thanks, Casey. You're welcome, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of Trevor, I think he uh, wrote us a uh, the next email. All right, this one is uh, says next time on Financial Talk Show podcast. <laughs> financial Talk Show, yeah, sorry, we get uh, sidetracked every once in a while. Now that you guys have covered car payments and credit card debt, <laughs> can you go over mortgages too? Uh, we probably could. I just refied, and you just bought a house. <laughs> we, we could probably go down that road. Uh, next email. All right, we got one from Chris Martin, and he says, "Hi, Lightning and Holman, Trucker Chris here." I just finished episode 92 where, listen, you know, our previous uh, Casey is going to hate that. I hate that. Is it weird? Yeah. It, don't, it, my ears. I can't handle it. Okay. Oh, thank All you. Right. Oh. Hi, Lightning and Holman. Trucker Chris here. I just finished episode 92 where a listener had sent in a picture of both green and yellow handles. This was amusing to me as I was just at a truck stop last week that had both and was going to take a picture, but a truck pulled up to the pumps before I could. Most of the truck stops I feel that have green or black handles for highway diesel and the yellow pumps are for off-highway or tax-exempt diesel. That's the stuff used in temperature-controlled trailers, refrigerated, heated, ag equipment, generators, compressors, etc., and is usually dyed a different color than the highway diesel. In California, it's red, and the CHP will stick Ooh, your tank. That is a very expensive fine from yeah, what I hear. That's a bad, bad deal. It says, in my home province of New Brunswick, at least, tax-exempt diesel can also be used in diesel pickups with a farm registration. Fines are stiff if you get caught with that fuel and anything else. And he says, yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Five stars. Five star review. Five stars. And, and mounted parameters. And that was from that. Trucker Chris. Thank you, Trucker. Saw and that one coming. Yep. By, by the way, uh, Trucker Chris, is the is he the uh, the anti to uh, t- Trucker Jones? What do you mean anti? No, I feel like they they're, both? They're, they're brothers. They're, Are they? Yeah, they're brothers from another mother. Does one have uh, like a mustache and uh, sunglasses, and the other one has a uh, harpsichord? No, one has got a one's got a, a long beard, and the other guy is uh, got eye patch. N- no, no, uh, uh, like a mullet. Does one drive a Ford and one drives a Chevy? Yeah. No, they both drive Nissans. Next, <laughs> show announcer's name is the title uh, of this email from Gary. On this week's podcast, a small dispute arose over whether the show's announcer should be outed. I must share that in my view, that discussion proves that Lightning does not harbor frustration or anger over most things. Well, wow, he does not know you very well, well at all. No lights and the misuse of the word scene. <laughs> 
If I were Lightning, my first response to Holman's demand that the announcer be outed would have been, well, Holman, he's been embargoed. So, shuddy. Embargo. Well, that's just not nice. Gary King, a.k.a. Garcaroni on Instagram. All right, got one here from John. Uh, Accident-free miles. This is our trucker that we were talking about when you said that I was uh, jinxing him and he was having an accident while we uh, while we talked about oh, it. Oh, no. Please tell me he did not get into an accident. He says, hi, guys. To start, you have read two or three of my emails and my five-star review. Holman, you asked about my accident-free miles. Well, I was a local delivery driver for about 17 years for Coca-Cola in Kansas City, then went to delivering for another company to McDonald's for five years, and then ended up as a team line haul driver about 15 months ago. So my total miles is hard to say. But summer of 2016, I dropped a trailer in the yard after hooking up to it. No big damage. It was under a thousand bucks to fix both the tractor and the trailer. Sounds like something I would do. Uh, or you I, would do? No, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I would do. You that. might do that. Uh, he says uh, that was or is my biggest accident. I've had a few little ones like breaking a mirror to an alleys or bumping a pole, but as far as on the road goes, none so far. I did hit a parked Nissan Hardbody. Oh, yeah, come on. That's wrong. Harsh, that's a harsh joke. Oh, I'm telling you. Uh, that was parked in 2000 and cracked its taillight. I thought I had set the brake and was looking at stops when I had left and rolled into it, so I've been blessed. Now to the barbecue in KC, seeing how I lived there my whole life before moving to Arkansas. I like Joe's, but it has to come from the gas station. They have a couple of others, but to get the best of Joe's, it must come from there. But we used to go to Jack Stacks all the time, was closer to where we used to live. But yes, go to Gates and get yelled at. It's a must for the true KC barbecue experience. I still got the Murano that identifies as a truck trade-in. Wife hates me saying that. 60 hours home time and a honey-do list just doesn't leave a lot of time to go looking at trucks. Plus, there are weeks that the last thing I want to do is drive anywhere once I'm home. And yes, we drive the same route to and from SLC in Denver from KC. But that's why they pay for it. I think this Monday or Tuesday when I get home again, it's time to drive a Titan. Ooh. Nice. Good call. If you buy one, let us know. We'll uh, we'll pass on a Nissan. We'll take credit for it. I'll probably walk away with my Murano because I don't want a bigger payment. Been kicking around the idea of finding a Mazda B2000, the body style that came out in 86, and setting up with a GM 3.6 V6 back to a six-speed manual, or even a Jeep axle, a motor, and running gear. Love the show. John Gregg, he says, P.S. I think my 23.5 years of driving is someplace around, can you guess? Uh, 1.3 million miles. 2 million miles. Oh, my gosh. Which is, but remember, 17 of those years mm-hmm. was local. Oh, oh, my gosh. Brutal driving. Oh, that's a lot of driving. Think yep. of all the idiots that have cut him off over the years. All right, they've got one more from our buddy Ray. Ooh, I get to read this one right here. Okay, it says, uh, yeah, wow, it's a long subject line. Episode 91, Know Your Notes was great. Yay for Jason Sandusky and American Force. Okay. Okay, from RB. Uh, who is Ray. Another great episode in particular. I enjoyed the Know Your Note portion. Hope you can keep it up every few episodes at least. We will because we have a whole bunch in the can right now. So don't forget to send those to us, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. And use your, uh, every phone I think has a, an uh, audio notes feature, yeah. right? So record yeah. it with that. Probably better than our uh, 657-205-6105 because Google just butchers any sort of engine sounds. I was stoked to hear that Jason Sandusky also drives a wrapped Prius and is a man enough to be completely comfortable with it. <laughs> I'm voting for Jason for President of the United States in 2020. Yes, I also have a Prius in the stable, although not wrapped. Thank you guys for faithfully putting out TSP every week. It helps me get through life. Wow. Okay. Well, appreciate that, Ray. Thank you. P.S. Any chance you can have Rod Romain or Gail Banks on to discuss the changes to the 2020 EcoDiesel in depth? 
yeah, yes. Yeah, probably. Gail will be on in the next couple I don't know. weeks. Rod uh, oversees heavy duty, so we'll have to get somebody from the light duty side at Ram to do Eco Diesel. Okay. And this is a follow-up from Ray. He says, by the way, the end of episode 91 did not devolve, did not suck. Lightning is fussing over nothing. I agree with you that the long-haul truckers will be happy to discuss their accident-free miles. Not a jinx to ask the question. It's a strong point of personal and professional pride for them, as it should be. Ray. All right, we'll we'll take it. I think this show is devolving. Damn it! (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we started strong and we sort of... Start to peter out there. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Oh, geez. Well, send us your email, please. Or hamburger. Yeah, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. The truck show. The truck show. The truck show. Oh, oh. And of course, don't forget to hit us up on our socials at truckshowpodcast on Instagram and Facebook or truckpodcast on Twitter. I think it's because we're so starving right now. How many I'm so hungry. cheeseburgers could we fit in Eight. the back of a Nissan Titan? Oh, I thought you made it in my stomach. Eight. No, but in it, sir, I'm not joking. Like, could bacon, we put cheeseburgers? Naked, would you say? Bacon? Can we get bacon? Oh, bacon cheeseburgers? Bacon yeah. cheeseburgers? Yeah. I'll bet you you could put Polish sausage sandwiches. 1,500 cheeseburgers in the back of a Nissan Titan. Well, let's figure out how big is a cheeseburger. You figure cube, right? It's probably uh, six inches. Nah, a little uh, smaller, five inches. Yeah. I'm going to go six. Okay, six. Six by up. six, so a, a cubic foot. Okay. All right. And then how much is the bed space do you have? Uh, so you figure a six-foot yeah. bed that's uh, five, let's see, uh, four and a half wide. Yeah. That's uh, 24 inches deep. Yeah. Then that's how many you do. <laughs> You're not going to do the math? <laughs> I don't think you so. to avoid it? Can, we, can I have this as homework for next week? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we won't have a show next week. Oh, SEMA. Not a SEMA. Well, we'll have a show, but we won't have a studio show. We are going to have, we don't know what, uh, <laughs> how we're going to do this. I'm sorry, guys. This is the truth. God's honest truth. <laughs> we know we're going to bring you some stuff from SEMA, yep. but we don't know how to do it. Yeah, and we don't know if it's going to be one or the other of us getting interviews because uh, my, my man Lightning here is stuck in a booth and I'm doing a whole bunch of uh, other stuff. So when you hear this, we'll be walking around SEMA going, um, <laughs> where's the other one? Well, we have a lot of people that we do want to talk to, but you have a lot of appointments Yep. And I am uh, stuck. <laughs> so Until five. I, I, yeah. So we'll bring you something. I just don't know. It might just be a lot of me. Well, you know what? So I, I, I'm throwing a party. Well, not me, but, I, well, yeah, I am, I'm throwing a party with my company uh-huh. Wednesday, like a, like a happy hour, uh-huh. five to seven. I have not gotten that invite. Are you seriously? I haven't? seriously have not received an invite. Thank you very much. Hmm. I think KJ is coming. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> I'm going to go do uh, podcast yeah. stuff then. Um, Screw you. No, but I want you to be there because it's going to be chocked I'll full. bring the recorder. Chocked full of like diesel heads. Uh-huh. Straight up. All right. Some pretty influential uh, shop owners, tuners, things like that. All right. Yeah. So you should you should come by. Have well, a, is this my invite? Is have that a, what Have a brewski. No, I'll send you a formal one. Okay. It I, is over capacity at this moment. I'm, oh, so but I will make sure I seat well, you in the look, back. That's funny that you say that because my schedule is over capacity at this moment. I don't know if I have time for your shindig. <laughs> Touche. So uh, all right. So we'll figure it out. But we'll bring you something from SEMA. We'll be there all week. It'll be crazy. We won't bring you five shows like we did last year, but uh, we'll bring you something. Are you gonna head over to the Nissan booth? Oh yeah, I'll be at Nissan. I'll be at Decked. I've got all sorts of stuff doing for SEMA. Oh, I It'll forgot that uh, Decked is debuting something new. And I think we have an interview with a country music star. 
Oh, is that going to happen? I I think so. It it didn't sound fully formed. It's not. We'll see if we can pull that off. I like how we're uh, planning future shows uh, on the out. Everyone's listening. Yeah, they're just like, wow, is this how the, this is actually how it happens? Except usually there's napkins yeah. and some sort of food between us, and and there's food in your beard uh, all the time. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's actually true. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, on that note, uh, we have got to pack up and head to SEMA. I think it's going to be a uh, pretty awesome week. Hey, if you're going, I'll see you at uh, booth twenty one five eleven. And if you're going, I will see you walking around. Oh, by the way, uh, we'll both have Truck Show Podcast stickers on us. So uh, make Not sure. physically on us, like in no, a, a shoebox or if, something. If, we can hand them yeah. to you. If one of us is working and you whisper in our ear, can I have a sticker? Uh, we'll, we'll yank one out for you and, uh, and hand it over. All right. Uh, for all of you who are going to be at SEMA, hit us up, find some stickers. Uh, hopefully we'll do some interviews and uh, have a good time. And on that note, don't forget to check out our friends over at Nissan if you're in the market for a half-ton truck. The Nissan Titan, Nissan Titan XD, five-year, 100,000-mile warranty, zero-gravity seats, Fender audio system, Titan boxes, everything you want. It's one of our favorite trucks on the market, and it, listen, now's you, the time you, to get a deal. You know the quality is there, and now you're, you're like, you got to hop on the 2019s because the 2020s are coming. All right, well, if there's uh, one other company out there that supports the Truck Show Podcast that I love. Decked! It is our friends at Decked! Decked! Our partners. Decked! Our lovers, Decked! dare I say. <laughs> Yes. Greg, I'm looking at you. (laughs) You're nothing but a bunch of bed lovers. Did you just say, Greg, I'm looking at you? Bed loving, (laughs) stuff loving, organizing loving, decked lovers. And uh, go ahead and check out deck.com or follow them at deckedusa on Instagram because uh, they've always got some crazy stuff going on. And uh, if I know Greg, SEMA's going to be a blast. So Uh uh, don't forget our friends over at Decked. And on that note, I think it's time uh, to pack up. Ray said that the last show did not devolve. He jinxed us. This one did. This, yeah, well, he he jinxed the end of the show. That's that's clear. Ray, thanks for jinxing us. Boo! <laughs>